0: Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Looking again, looking down. Again. Throws up the middle. That's it intercepted. At the 30. Derrick Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa to Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Oh, toward the end down. Battle intercepted. Picked off at the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White. What a great second season! That's it for KC! Bucks are the Super Bowl champs! They can't stop the clock! We call them the Salty Dogs!
1: Welcome everyone to the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith. I'm Jeff Ryan. And we are the Salty Dogs. We are, yes. We would like to welcome all of our old friends and the many new ones we seem to be getting this year. Yeah. Right? Numbers yep. are going up. I hope so, yes. If you're listening for the very first time, this is a podcast podcast mostly about Buccaneers football
2: I would say so Jeff yes. and
1: I both have a tendency to digress from time to time yes but that can be fun it's <laughs> that
2: ADD coming kicking in you know I don't
1: think we're going to need to because we have a lot to talk about yeah starting off with the fact that well you and I our feet are now back on U.S. soil uh, they but are we had the the uh, pleasure of making the what, what would you call it a three-day trip a four-day trip because of the time changes
2: I don't know it <laughs> it it Personally, it just seemed like one long day.
1: It did. It was hard to figure out. Like, yeah.
2: I got up Thursday morning and <coughs> slept su- at certain and times, and but I, who got, knows when? I got out of my bed on Thursday morning, and I went back into my bed at 3.30 Monday morning, and it felt this all like one just so long day. So we left day.
1: Thursday afternoon and got back Monday morning, um, a few hours into Monday. So it was about three and a half days. Yeah, something like that. It was a whirlwind.
2: It was a good one, though.
1: Uh, I guess we could talk about the football game, but there's a lot surrounding it. There's well, there's it's just the whole thing. Let's start here. From? <clears throat> that crowd at that stadium. The stadium was extremely cool, but they really, what made the atmosphere was that incredible crowd. Yes. The NFL should be playing games in Germany every year, I, and they are going to for the next three at
2: least. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if it was because of the game or just because they were just so excited about being involved. We
1: in were it. talking about this at lunch, and there are multiple – I couldn't really – Soaked this all in myself from one seat and trying to work. But mm-hmm. the way that the crowd has been described by many is they had the same enjoyment of and passion for American football, and they were very excited throughout the game, but it was a very – happy crowd yeah like nobody was mad at each other no
2: and and when the, and even if you were a seahawk fan and you lost it didn't appear that they were all that upset because they were singing songs the, after yeah the, they were after the game was over the, with. an
1: incredible rendition of sweet caroline
2: uh-huh. and country road country road was, was even better that was better it was so good i actually took my phone out and turned my yeah, flashlight on they, yeah had to do it back in the day it was a big lighter that you i don't even know if they still make big lighters, but
1: I don't know. You know they, I mean? yeah, 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 they do. That people back, still smoke.
2: They smoke in Germany. I didn't yes. really notice that. You didn't? <clears throat> not that it, oh. over,
1: over you know, like over in, more than I expected or less.
2: Uh, it just seemed like it was everywhere. In really? fact, you could actually smoke in the stadium, which, you know. Certain in this,
1: spots, right? You could smoke anywhere in the stadium?
2: There was a smoke. There was a, um, in the concourse where our okay, m- makeshift booth so was. Okay, not out, out the was. bowl. I don't know, but they sure were smoking a lot. <laughs> Well, which is you whatever. Know, continue, but yeah, But um, Country road was great. Was great. Yeah.
1: So the atmosphere was great. One of our coworkers, um, Alex, decided to see if he could find a fan in in a jersey of all thirty two teams. And One he, he found it. it didn't, he did. It took him like five minutes. Yeah. It, it, he was very pleased <laughs> about that. By the way, <laughs> he wasn't quite as pleased when the pigeon landed on his laptop. That was and all, wouldn't and leave. leave. And he had a picture of it. And then he tried to get it to leave, and he picked up his laptop and started shaking around, and that thing did not want to go.
2: Well, it was weird. He was actually uh, videoing a play, <laughs> and the bird landed on the touchdown. Which, which didn't help. Oh, did no, it? I think something like that. It was like That's during funny. a crucial play. He was, but uh, Anyway. Uh, yeah, it was colder than I thought it would be, but well, it I, wasn't I it wasn't so. bad.
1: Brie Brianna Dix, mm-hmm. our team reporter and writer, um, she had got me some gloves. That were fingerless, but had a little mitten top you could swing over. So you could how, turn them into mittens, or you could have your fingers free in order to type. How did it play? It worked out great. Oh, okay. They, they were great. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, it had a thumb covering, but all I use my thumb for when typing is to hit the space bar. So I didn't. That's fine. It worked. It was all right. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> Bree says it didn't. She took hers off because she tweets off of her phone. When I'm working a game and I have my laptop in front of me, I find it easier to yeah. tweet from the laptop. Sure. But you know, kids today, yeah, they're so quick with their thumbs on the phone. <coughs> so she so had to take them off. This and, is probably not the most exciting thing we could be
2: talking. No, but about. it's it's just a little sidebar, and that's that's part of the. It was not only the game, but it was the game within the game.
1: So the stadium was very cool, right?
2: Yeah, I loved how we. I got there at eleven o'clock in the morning, so I did not get to see the crowd outside oh, the when stadium. When we drove up. OK, but because when we drove up, I mean, that was five hours before kickoff, yeah. four and a half hours right. before kickoff. When we got in there and there wasn't all of that. And I kept hearing everybody talking about, wow, how the massive crowds are outside the stadium. I was like, gosh, I missed all of that. So I actually went on the Bucks app and went to the photos to look to see how exciting it was on the outside. And there seemed to be good
1: plug for the app, Jeff. Good yeah. job.
2: Well, there there seemed to be more people on the outside that was going to fit that could possibly fit, fit inside. Yeah, you saying w- it looked
1: like more than seventy <clears> thousand? Exactly. There had to have been to
2: some people there that just came
1: by for the atmosphere, right? And,
2: and yeah, and they were talking. I was. I were was trying to buy tickets. Yeah, I was talking to some folks, and normally they they don't they don't tailgate for what they call football or what we call soccer games. They don't tailgate like yeah. here in the states. And so that was kind of a treat for people to come early like that and just. Start they tailgated. I it's from when I hearing that they, they were were because the parking
1: day. was in a parking garage.
2: Yes, very It was a very parking cool garage. parking garage too. <laughs> <It was huge. laughs> uh, they certainly utilized their space there, but um, not being able to see that aspect of it and then seeing after it was pretty cool. But then leaving the stadium on the bus, being able to see the stadium outside lit up. Yeah. Was very because cool. they had
1: that special way they can lit, light up those panels yeah, in different colors.
2: Yes, and that was very cool. Very very. One, I don't remember though. What one it was like? red and gray on one side, and then on the other side was red, white, and blue.
1: They can change the colors. Uh
2: huh. Yeah. So that so was very red, and, cool.
1: red, white, and blue is obvious. What was the red and gray signify? I don't.
2: I, I said it was the. Uh, I, I said it was well, red and gray. Maybe it would have been.
1: Um, is it maybe that's the color of Bayern FC Bayern?
2: Maybe, maybe, um, but yeah. Uh, the fact that the crowd was in it for the two hours and 48 minutes, that was a very fast game. I was surprised how fast that game was.
1: Well, there's a reason for that, and we're going to get into yeah, it. Yeah,
2: sure. Um, probably because we ran the
1: ball. Yeah, but we'll, hey, yeah, what we'll, a get, to, we'll get into that in much more
2: um, detail. So I thought that um, the NFL really, really hit the jackpot on this. Fun fun fact, we, we – uh, I got to meet Roger Goodell again.
1: I I he, shook his hand. You
2: did. Uh, in fact, I preempted you to put the commissioner on. I had to tell you, sorry, Scott, you're not going on. I right completely away. understood. Well, you did. You you didn't throw a hizzy fit or nothing. I was quite pleased by that, um, and so it was nice having the commissioner come by and and talk about uh, the international play. Uh, 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 that was solid. What? What do you see?
1: So those um those the panels colors, the yes. panels on are called. Uh, that are all around the outside of the stadium are called ETFE foil air panels Mm -hmm. that are kept inflated with dry air. Um, The panels appear white from far away, but when examined closely, there are little dots on the panels. Uh When viewed from far away, the eye combines the dots to see white. When viewed close up, however, it is possible to see through the foil, which is true. I did notice you could see through it. The foil, blah, blah, blah. Each panel can be independently lit with white, red, or blue light. The panels are lit for each game with the colors of the respective home team: red for Bayern Munich, uh-huh. or blue for TSV, uh-huh. and white for the German national football team. But it just happens, happens to work to be out it. nicely oh, nice. for the American flag.
2: Okay, that makes that now that makes sense. Because I said, why would they do it? Well, yeah. Interesting. I did not know that. But it did. It looked very, very cool. And if you want to see a photo of that, again, the Bucks app, they have tons of pictures of stuff that was going on in Germany.
1: The other colors or multicolor or interchanging lighting schemes are theoretically possible, uh-huh. but the Munich police strongly insists on using a single-color lighting scheme due to several car accidents on the nearby A9 Autobahn. I could, I can drivers see drivers being distracted by the changing Totally. Lights. Totally. Did you know that? I, I well, did not know that... Autobahn was the name of all the highways. Yeah. So that's just the word for highway, Oh, you thought? Right? You I you thought, thought it there was, just was a Autobahn, oh, like a specific highway that uh, you can drive fast yeah. on. Yeah. No,
2: they drive fast no matter where they are.
1: There were, some, there were speed limits of various parts of it, though. I don't think they understood what those speed <laughs> limits were. <laughs> My last taxi ride, which I took a lot of them, I, I looked at the speedometer, and the fastest I saw them going was 157 Kilometers, kilometers per hour, which yeah. uh, translates to 97 miles per hour, which is yeah. fast, but not like mind blowing, right? Yeah, but now. that was on
2: a city street,
1: and it was also like he got up there quickly, yeah. like he accelerated from 30 to 97. What fast. I what I, I loved
2: it. What I found mm. interesting is all the cool cars, a lot of Mercedes, there was a, lot a, lot of of Porsche, a lot of Audis, a lot of Audis. Yeah, I, I mean, just it was it was kind of interesting to to see all of that. But BMWs. I cut you off. You said, oh, did you know? Did you know? Did you know? That they had to get a special permit to hold that game in that stadium, because uh, Munich, this I believe it was the city of Munich, has uh, uh, an ordinance where it was not allowed that that stadium could only be used for soccer soccer matches. An
1: ordinance. And in, it, in other words, they didn't want to have concerts there. I
2: believe so. Yes, I was. They re- probably
1: didn't make that rule thinking about excluding American football.
2: Right. It was probably for concerts, and very and smart on their part that they said, "Yes, let's do this." Yeah, and so they did.
1: I would have to say, of our four international games so far, that one was the most enjoyable, which and, obviously, and, because and, we won. Right,
2: but. and that's not a knock against going to London and having a good time. They put on a really good show. The uh, we we did it in Wembley. We did it at in um, the Tottenham Stadium. Tottenham, yeah, um, which is more like an NFL stadium. I think the crowd was just more in it, and it might be because it was the first game in Germany for a regular season.
1: And I also think German fans have a real passion for the game. Yeah, so it was their first opportunity, and everybody just enjoyed the crap out of it. Yeah, the London, the game is the reason Tottenham was more NFL suited was because it was specifically built for dual purpose soccer and football because they wanted to put American Uh football games there. Yep. But this one was not, but it was it worked out just fine.
2: But so both you and I, Tom Brady is 4 and 0 in international and games. And we're 1 in 3. And we're 1 in 3. So we got off the
1: schneid, as At, they say. We're uh we're 0 and 1 against Tom Brady and uh, 1 and 0 with him. Yeah. So I think he makes a bit of a difference. Yeah. Yeah, cuz the Patriots beat the Bucks in London in 09. I
2: remember that so well. Uh,
1: wasn't that the game where Josh. Ernest Graham got hurt, and then yeah. we just couldn't do anything. else. And I think it was this
2: Josh Freeman's first start. No, no, or, no he, came, he came, in, came in the game. in the game. His first start, start was, the next week. Yeah, against the Packers,
1: and we won. It was an upset. They were undefeated at the yeah, time. Yeah, they were. <sighs> we were very defeated. I don't think we won a game yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> after
2: that, <laughs> after that game, we didn't win the rest of the year. Yeah. But who remembers stuff like that?
1: No, 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 no. That's not accurate.
2: Yeah, was it the first, or was it was our
1: first win of the year in two thousand nine? Oh, the first. Okay. We didn't win a lot of games that year, but that was, was that, our with, last that, that was with Raheem, correct? Uh, yeah, it was Raheem's first year. Um, oh,
2: it wasn't his third year that he that we. No, it was, was
1: t- it was his first year. It was two thousand
2: nine. Okay, so then the he, next time he, we, we lost
1: met. our first seven games, including the London game in, in against New England, and then uh, we beat Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were undefeated, but they were very good, and they went on to have a very good. Sure, record. and that was Josh Freeman's first start, and it was a throwback game. Remember, it was okay. the first throwback game, and then we lost five more, and then we won two, so we finished. Three and thirteen. Okay,
2: so the second time we were in London, we didn't win a game after we left London.
1: That was two thousand eleven.
2: Yeah, and we were four and two, and then was we didn't. I don't see. Then oh, we there's. didn't win.
1: Uh, we were four and two and didn't four and three. Well, and four and two lost in at Wembley to make four and three, and mm-hmm. then yeah, you're right, we didn't win again. That was the, that was the season we both have talked about. How was well, the only one where I really feel like you know that thing people say is that the team quit. Yeah, That's the only season where I ever felt that like that was true. I think most times people say that and don't realize how hard these guys fight right mm-hmm. to the end of the season, but mm-hmm. that team felt like it quit. Yeah. <laughs> they were done. So there's nobody left from that team mm-mm. on the current roster, so I'm not insulting anybody that's playing for us. There you go. Well you you don't like to
2: you wouldn't insult anybody. It's stating fact. So yeah. it's not an insult if it's Well true. it's not a fact. I don't know for a fact. Oh. And
1: and certainly probably not every player quit, but um, there didn't seem to be much urgency, let's put it that way.
2: So yeah, I mean it was the the atmosphere, the um ah, I it, it was kind of like a college game atmosphere to me, but then it was I not it just never stopped. I mean, the noise level got so loud. We were having issues trying you? to hear each other. It wow. got so loud. Well, that's cool.
1: Yeah. But you didn't hear a lot of booze. No. If a, if a game was going as badly as it was for Seattle through most of the first three quarters, mm-hmm. you'd have been here in some booze. Yeah, that was a home. Game and no one Seattle. left. There's
2: no one. No one was leaving their seats either. You know. Oh really? I,
1: well, at one time, uh,
2: was well, Seattle scored what 14 points in the last nine minutes of the game? In, in thirteen.
1: Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So.
2: I mean, at that time, a lot of people might
1: have left, but, you know. You I don't know. think it's your one chance. I think you're staying until the end. Yeah, you would think, and right? And then I guess maybe that's a tradition because they stayed around. They didn't leave when the game ended. No.
2: We were on the air for over a half hour afterwards, and they were still singing songs. Singing songs. <laughs> know, isn't that
1: amazing? That would be fun. I understand why they do yeah. that. Especially, I wonder if the concession stands were still open.
2: I think they stopped serving beer into the fourth quarter, oh, from Okay, my so understanding. Pretty, it's pretty standard setup yeah. then.
1: So, so, Got to talk about how that whole experience must have felt for Devin White.
2: Who's yeah, that was... that was. He uh, found
1: out just hours before the flight.
2: I think it was on the bus ride to the plane, from my understanding. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Finds out that his father has unexpectedly passed away. He did. We don't need to get into the details no. of that. And well, we don't know a lot of details. Some of it's come yeah. to light, not all of it. But it wasn't expected, let's no. just say.
2: And he, and he was given the option of... Of course. of What do you think He decided
1: to go. He said... After the game in the locker room, uh, when they handed him a game ball. Yeah. Uh, because he also well didn't the, the, I mean, whether or not he had emotions to deal with, that would have been worthy of a game ball, his performance. But um, he said, there's no place I'd rather be than with you guys. He says, you are a comfort to me.
2: Yeah, he, he uh, had spoke a little bit that uh, he was pretty good when they were on the practice field in that time. Uh, where he really struggled was you know when he went to his room and he was by he himself was he was alone and and I guess that's when you start self reflecting and you okay. know but uh, well
1: yeah certainly the football was a distraction. Sure.
2: sure. And so but he, he um but he played a game he like, led the team with eight or unreal. nine tackles. Yes. He he had Scrap. two sacks. Yeah.
1: And he had the biggest he had the biggest defensive play, maybe the biggest play overall of the entire game when he forced the Geno Smith fumble at the Bucks nine yard line.
2: Crazy. Because yeah, yeah,
1: they were ready to score. Bucks completely dominated the first half and led fourteen nothing. Felt like it could have been a little bit more, but still, it, was, it looked like they were just going to roll. Seattle couldn't do anything on offense. Then Seattle comes out; they must have made some good second half adjustments. Because I mean, like their it seemed like their first five plays of the second half were all for Past, fifteen
2: yards. Or they more. were they were like first down. For, they were bam, just bam bam bam
1: right went all the way down to score. But then we did hold them to a field goal there. Uh-huh. And then uh, they get the ball back after – it, it looks. after that, it looks like we're going to put them away again because we're driving, not having any trouble. We try the trick play. We'll get back to that in a second. They get an interception.
2: Uh-huh.
1: They're driving down the field again. Can't stop them. And they get to the nine. And then um, Devin makes the play, which counts as a sack. And then the forced fumble, and Anthony Nelson recovered it. And it, it probably would have been 14-10. to 10. And instead, we were able to extend our lead to twenty-one-three because we drove on that drive for a touchdown. And
2: it makes a big difference because of the the fact of you know the score, but it's putting pressure on them yeah. now.
1: They rallied, give them credit, but yeah. there just wasn't enough time. And that's it, you see twenty-one-sixteen you go, man, Bucks came close to blowing that one. But seriously, going up twenty-one to three with like nine minutes left yeah. makes it very, very, very difficult for the other team. The to The score
2: win. doesn't really is. Uh,
1: the score
2: makes it look like look, it was like a closer game than it was, but I didn't – It really I, wasn't. It really it wasn't, no.
1: They scored. They got a fourth down. They only converted one of nine third downs, mm-hmm. They but they converted a fourth down on their last drive, and then the touchdown was on fourth down. It was like fourth and one or something, and they throw the ball into the end zone. And when that ball goes up, I said to the person next to me, I'm like, oh, that's that's not catch, that's not catchable. This is it. This and is over.
2: No, and it was catchable. <laughs> Because it was caught. I, it was unbelievable catch.
1: It looked like it wasn't on target. It looked like uh, Sean Murphy Bunning was in perfect position. And he, somehow Marquise Goodwin, the caught. ball got past him somehow, and Marquise Goodwin caught him. I, I did not think it was possible when that ball was in the air.
2: No, I didn't think it was. And it was in the corner. So uh, it kind of reminded me of that Rams game in 99 you know it should not have been caught but it was
1: that's kind of <laughs> we, we're going to talk about ricky Parole again. i
2: know but i'm just saying it was that i mean it, it was defended as best you could without getting past yeah, interference and it was a great that's reception. true brian
1: kelly had great defense right. on that one play. so
2: both so so both you know they made a play when they needed they to make play. the
1: play but so. it wasn't enough because the bucks were able to run the ball all day
2: time of possession is crazy
1: yeah yeah because they the bucks could run the ball and
2: surprisingly
1: Seattle could not run the ball. Yeah, it was the exact opposite of what you should have expected. Because they came in with like something like the fourth best rushing attack mm-hmm. and Kenneth Walker, the rookie, was on fire. And
2: it sets up everything that they do. Geno I mean,
1: usually adds some
2: to it. Corner corner kinda showing what the Buccaneer offense was when you get the when you can run the ball, all yeah. of a sudden the passing game's there again.
1: Yeah, but they couldn't run the ball and so therefore they were in long third downs and mm-hmm. they couldn't convert a third down. Speaking of converting third downs, how about us?
2: Converting third 10 downs. 10 of 15. Wow. At one time, I think they were like five with the Bucks we were like five of 50 third down conversions, something like he that. Moved over a certain over stretch? Over a stretch, yeah.
1: Oh, I could tell you, um, at before the last two games, what I'd call third down differential, like what we converted on and what we allowed, uh-huh. the Bucks were somewhere like negative seven, and um, it was like maybe 29th worst, 29th best in the league. And that was a huge problem. Yeah, but with the results of the last two game, nine and twenty-one against the Rams, ten to fifteen against Seattle, the Bucks are now on the positive side of that differential. Crazy, getting close to forty percent. What now. a difference! It makes all the difference.
2: What a difference five quarters makes. Now I in told you, season.
1: I told you ten of fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it was better than that um, because, first of all, the Bucks' first two drives were three and outs, and the third downs were ten and fourteen yards. After that. The Buccaneers converted 10 of 13 third downs, but two of those third downs were actually kneel downs. Wow. So you're not even yeah, trying yeah, to convert right, them. Right, right. So they converted 10 of their 11, last 11 third downs, which was helped greatly by the fact that seven of them, you only needed one to three yards, mm-hmm. and they were seven of seven on that. So that problem seems to have faded away, too. Third and short, right? It's been For really now. good the last couple of days. Yep. For now, he says. Well, wow, you can
2: only go by where we're at. So, and for now,
1: yes. Brady, on, when he had to throw on third downs, he converted six of nine of them, which is his best rate in any game this season. So, it was just, it was balanced, right? It, there was play action. It, I, I'm going to get to those numbers later because we have a question about them. Okay. Uh, but uh, the the coaches at least believe that the strong running game led to success in play action. And uh, more time. Tom Brady had... Took the longest time all season to throw the ball. His time to throw uh-huh. was 2.78 seconds per from the snap. The average time to throw was uh, 2.78 seconds, which is by far his highest in any game this year yes. because he, o- had he, he had time and he knew he had time. O-line was protected. O-line had it. When I asked Donovan Smith if it was a statement game for them, and he said yes. Uh, they were great. Uh, they didn't allow a sack. Tom Brady was only touched one time by a Seattle defender. Right. They didn't well, except when he kneeled down, they probably touched him. Mm-hmm. No, you don't get touched when you kneel down, right? Well, they were touching. You know what was irritating? The the Seahawks, Pete Carroll calling those timeouts at the end of the first half. Oh, we were trying to figure that out, what that was all about. All he could do, I, the only thing I could say is it's two more times that the Bucks could mess something up, but they're not going to mess up a kneel down. We were
2: talking about that. Why were you doing that?
1: Just to make us do it, but it was irritating. It yeah. should not have been done. I mean, well, you don't need to... I guess you could say you, you can't take him with you. You right. can't take him in the yeah. second half, so might as well. But that forced Tom Brady to kneel down three times, which he always tries to like step forward so that he doesn't use a, a yard. He'll use a yard, But yeah. it's the best stat line of the entire game. Tom Brady, six carries, negative three yards. Because he had six <laughs> kneel, kneel downs. Down. If you have six... End of half kneel downs You obviously won the game. Oh, you would think <laughs> three, <laughs> three odds would out. be odds would be. I don't you think you're winning. kneeling if you're losing. No. So Well,
2: if you are, you're not in the league for long. <laughs> just kind of putting oh, that it, out. It's there. like
1: uh, it's like um, Waterboy. Yeah. When the opposing coach in the championship game started calling this off, just a kneel down. Okay. So, so <laughs> that the waterboy couldn't destroy them on defense. It's it's a stupid movie, but it's kind of funny. I'll stick with it. Okay, I'm, you stay there with. If them. I no, I mean, if it's like a Saturday afternoon and I come across it, I'll. Uh, stick with you'll it.
2: You'll stick with it as your as your. I'll, say, I'll watch all right, you for a while. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Um, uh, so anyway, um, you were correct to point out third downs as being critical. I'll, you know, and the running game really got going, but there's,
2: it's a move that is a very smart one for a rookie, and that was Rashad White. Um, sliding down, sliding down, where. He had a good chance of, he probably you know a better chance of getting closer to score if not scoring, but understanding game situation.
1: Didn't want to get knocked out of bounds.
2: Didn't want to get knocked out of bounds. Slide. You
1: could possibly fumble if you try to fight for more yards. Yeah,
2: but the the fact you know you're trained to plow through, get as much yards yeah. as you can, and have the presence of mind, you know, at that point of the game. Veteran savvy. Very much so. Very much so. He was
1: good. He he personally uh, accounted for two first downs on that drive. Uh-huh. That's that was about as classic of a four minute drill as you can get. The coaches call. You know, we always think of two minute drills, which are offense trying to score with mm-hmm. two or less minutes left. Four minute drills are what NFL teams call when you get the ball back and you're leading and you want to run out the rest of the clock. And not give the ball back, and we got the ball back at 3:58 uh-huh. left, so it was As, the actual go. definition yep. of a four-minute well, four minute minute drill. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and, and it worked. And it worked. You basically usually you need to get either two or three first downs based on how many timeouts they have left. The Bucks got, I think, three first downs, maybe more on that drive. No. Um, I can look
2: that up. Actually. I believe they did.
1: If, if a total of what two two two? Fir- no, that's them. Yeah, four first downs. They okay. have four first downs when and they're mo- mostly th- they're mostly running the ball. Although I did love. That one play call, I thought we were going to run on every single play, uh-huh. which a lot of teams would have done, including us in some situations, but it was the, uh, let's see here. Remember, t- second play of the drive on second and nine, uh, Brady threw to Godwin over the middle for 13 yards. And then on first and 10, this was the surprising one, that's what I was trying to think of. On first and 10 at 218 with the Bucks at their 46, I I know I would have. I was shocked that we threw, which means they probably were too. Uh-huh. And um, he threw to Julio uh, over the middle for 17 yards. Speaking
2: of Julio, was that a. That pass or his touchdown pass happened right in front of us. And by the way, we, where you were sitting, we were just like a, a row, two rows above you. Yeah, so I know. So we actually I know had. Where you were. Yeah, we actually had a really great view of the field uh, very close to it seeing Julio catch the ball and realizing that there was nobody around <laughs> yeah, him it was like awesome. it was almost like a cartoon where you see the guy's feet go and then take off he <laughs> accelerated i mean you realize how fast he is and that's the julio that we were hoping to be able to see earlier this season he's getting over his injuries Hopefully, that's what we're going to see in the future. But
1: a very yeah. nice complimentary piece. Oh Mike my gosh! Chris. Yes, <clears throat> yes. And he seems fine in that role, by the mm-hmm. way. He's fine with it. Yeah, that was cool play. Uh, that's what that was our first touch on. It was. And then Leonard Fournette scored. Um, he later got a hit pointer, which was why Rashad. Well, was one of the reasons why Rashad Chuck was in. Yeah. on the field for that four-minute drill.
2: So, and we'll have to wait and see because they don't know. You know, good news is we're going into the bye. So this is. You know, right now, five and five is not where you thought you were going to be, but it it's a good feeling, five and five. I mean, I'm, it it feels good to be five and five right now after the last few weeks. Yeah,
1: a lot of t- I've seen a lot of people comparing this to 2020 because mm-hmm. the Bucks had five losses mm-hmm. at the um at the break at the break, and then came out and famously yeah. won their next eight all the way to the Super Bowl. Sure, and same same thing they get to their bye with five losses. I'm like, it's not really the same thing because. The Bucks went into that last buy having lost three of their previous four, which is why people are starting to feel down about them. Yeah. This case, the Bucks struggle early, fall to three and five, which was totally unexpected, but are feeling a lot better after winning two games.
2: Isn't it amazing how eight days make you feel so much better? <laughs> you know, the end of you know the end of the Rams game, you think, oh gosh, another loss, and then you win, and then seven days later you yeah. win again, and
1: yeah, and it changes everything. I think it wasn't it mic'd up Chris Godwin on the sideline telling Mike Evans before the game-winning drive against the Rams. He's like, this is the drive that's going to turn it around for us, not just this game, the season. season. I
2: I kind (laughs) of felt like that after that game was over with. There just seemed to be, during the week leading up to going to Germany, there just seemed to be, I don't know, just it felt different in the building. And I don't know if you could put a finger on
1: it. Yeah, but the Seattle game ended up probably being even more important. Your guys on the radio, Ronnie and and Pat, asked me um, if – the Bucks lost this game four and six. They'd probably still be in first because of the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. But would that sort of negate – I don't remember the exact wording of the question, but the momentum that they had, and, and would it would it be bad for them? I'm like, yeah, they're, they're not going to feel nearly as good because they need to start stacking them, and they need to prove that the Rams win wasn't just one really fun but fluky win, that um, they needed a last-second field or touchdown drive to, to win, right? right? And I'm like, you need to build on that and show that that was the turning point and start stacking some wins. And uh, you know, it would have been bad I think if we had lost that game. Oh but, yeah. But it wasn't just fluky either. We dominated that game. Well, that,
2: that. it's not only the win. It's it, it, you know, at the end of the day you want the W. You always take the W. Ugly win. Of course, we've fine. talked about that many times. Yes. But in this particular instance where this team is at this junction of the season, it was important to be able to show that you could win this game yeah. and you weren't and it wa- and it wasn't close. Now the score became close so you gave up couple touchdowns in the yeah, fourth quarter. Yeah, but
1: it, that doesn't indicate how well the team played.
2: Right. But previous, the previous three quarters, very, very strong. Yeah. And the first half was unreal.
1: Yeah, it was dominant. And the Buccaneers had three dr- touchdown drives of 80 or more yards this season coming into that game, and they had three in that game. Yeah. Because they could run the ball, and they could convert on third downs. Tom, and they could, gave Tom Brady time to throw, and we had more explosive plays downfield. And so they end up with – three of their six longest drives of the year. And I have drive charts going back to the 2000 season and there, that's the tide for the most 80 plus yard touchdown drives we've had in a game in that span. And we only did it four other times. Yeah. So it's, it's a very uncommon I thing s- to do
2: it. Yes. And then do a three in one game.
1: That's what I'm saying. Three, yeah. three in one game is we've only done that five times, four, five times now, uh, since 2000. So in 23 years, we've only Gosh. done that five times. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: Um, <coughs> oh, every now and then, those stat
1: files, I have like 50 stat files I update.
2: How do you think week. that pick went? Pick uh, coming uh, handy. How, how do you think that pick went uh, grabbing a punter? Uh, the way
1: the punting pick? Yeah. The, the fifth-round pick, pick, pick on a punter? You think that worked? fourth? Fourth-round pick on a punter. You think that worked? I don't think anybody is going to make fun of us for that one. Okay. Like, like you know, I we didn't make it. fun of for the Ohio um, kicker wait, pick. What did he do?
2: Two punts? And he I need, only had two. Yeah, and I think it was like 70-yard average or some 61, kind of. 61. Oh, oh, my bad.
1: 61-yard net. Okay. 61-yard Gross. 61-yard uh, net. Oh, wow. That's all he did. Yeah. We only called him to punt twice, and he goes 63 and 59, I think. 59 was his worst pun of the game. (laughs) Yeah. He's just bombing away. It's crazy, isn't
2: it? Anybody that doesn't know. But, but again, you know, we had talked about this previously about in the preseason. He looked like he was doing line drives. And, you know, you brought up the fact that they wanted him to do that because they want to see – how people, they, yeah, work, they, how special teams work. I mean, in the yeah. preseason, yeah. yeah, they wanted to see how the cover teams worked. But they, his legs loose now, boy, he's <laughs> just wow. We're talking about Jake Kamarta. which is funny because you never really. And what I, what I did love about that crowd though, punts and field goals. They, they did they, love. Oh, them. they love those that as was, much as a touchdown. I
1: think that was the only time I really heard a stadium-wide expression of disappointment when Suckup didn't make the fifty-two yarder. Yeah, they wanted to see a good kick. Mm-hmm. I mean, Succo's been awesome all year. Yeah, yeah, not dogging him. As far as Jake Kamara goes, if anybody doesn't know, most of people listening to this podcast probably know, but he was so good. He he had what I can statistically argue without any difficulty is the single best game by a punter in Buccaneers history against the Rams and was one of the major reasons we won that game and won NFC – Specialty's player of the week. Yeah, styles it up with two more huge punts in London and like Munich.
2: Yeah, wasn't there another a college guy went before the draft? It was like, who should you pick? The punt gonna, Yeah, who who what two? San Diego, you should, yeah. San
1: Diego or San Diego State? I think San Diego. Yeah. Which one should you pick? He actually went third. There, we mm-hmm. um, Baltimore picked a punter three picks before we did, and this other guy went after that, and he's actually out of the league. Yeah. For legal reasons. Really? Yeah. Buffalo draft. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't even remember the guy's name, but it doesn't matter. He's on the league. Sure. But I got lo- sidetracked. I got, side, I, got, well, you got side I lost track. my
2: track. No, no, you're fine. We're, uh, I need I, to look I, at my notes.
1: I threw a curveball
2: at you because I, w- I just had to bring up the punting and the fact that uh, you don't get to talk about punters unless they shank one or something crazy. And, you know, he was the NFC special teams player
1: of the week last week. So Devin White's, it's all good. We should rewind to the Devin White force fumble. Uh-huh. We're not very linear on this show at all. No. No. Well, that's... It, it, it's looping back. Yeah, but that's because like, I, I'm... I'm. It's like a bad time travel movie.
2: We well, keep looping back. Yeah, you're good at notes and nothing like everything. And then I just... You I, get me sidetracked before I can finish. Well, it's uh, stuff pops it's in my fault. head. I know. Stuff pops into my head.
1: So, Devin White, that was our only takeaway of the game. And it was the first takeaway for us in six games. We had gone five... For the first time in team history, had gone five straight <laughs> yeah. games without forcing a turnover. And... Uh... I figured it out. The The Bucks had gone 347 and a half game minutes between turnovers. Yes. Which seems inconceivable. They're going to come in bunches now. Hopefully. Get ready. They yes. Still only got one, though. I know, but it was a crucial one. It was the play of the game. Yeah. I would say the most fun play of the game was Rashad White stiff arming Quandre Diggs into the. Outer reaches of the solar system. That was like a cartoon. Like a super you said cartoon twice. Right? But because it,
2: it was. It was like Superman. It was, uh, you know, very, very um, hero like running down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, boom. And he puts his, and the guy flies and f- does a over. He got like over.
1: six yards after throwing that stiff arm because the guy flew so far. And even though he stumbled on it, he, he like ended up landing on the guy like six yards farther down. Yeah. Andre Diggs yeah he
2: got the angry. he got posterized yeah he got um he won angry run of the week yeah he got angry runner of the week or what's that called I think it's isn't this that this is
1: that on the um, NFL
2: network uh good morning football
1: yeah I think it's called the angry run of the week yeah he got it I, I would hope so yeah I mean that was Derrick Henry like mm. he <laughs> and, and did quadric- hear
2: his reaction to it is it's just a reaction of a running back you, you you're just going and the guy's there and you
1: well he said he started to, he started to stu- he'd already broken out and beaten a lot of defenders, but because of the angle, he knew he wasn't going to get around uh-huh. Diggs. So he started stutter stepping, and he said, "Didn't know what he was going to do." He said, "I was setting him up for something, but I didn't know what it was." And, and then he, it just the stiff arm just happened. It, it's like
2: <laughs> it's like a little rag doll getting
1: pushed. I'm serious. Hey, by the way, Quandre Diggs is a very good player. He's an excellent. I remember, player.
2: Uh, you know, it's one thing if you steamroll someone that you never heard of, but this, you know, he's. I remember player.
1: when he got traded from Detroit to Seattle a couple of years ago, and one of our very knowledgeable personnel guys was, like, upset about it because he wanted him. He's like, he's one of he my would, favorite players. Yeah, wow. So he's a very good player, but um, he got posterized.
2: Yeah, and that hurts because, you know, no matter what <laughs> – That's it, never, going it, <laughs> never going
1: away. It's never going away. You know,
2: it's just not.
1: That is never going It's unfair. Go away.
2: You have this greatest career, and then there's this, this – well, kind of like the Tom Brady play. You know, you're going to have all this great career, but then you're always going to bring up the um, – definitely should not be a wide receiver. But it would have been cool if he would have caught it and scored a touchdown. That would have been very,
1: very I would cool. say my – that was probably my the what I found to be the most fun play of the game. Uh-huh. I would say the my least fun play of the game was that trick play that didn't work. I, yeah. That was not fun. Because immediately I knew, okay, this is – especially if we lose this game, this uh-huh. is what everybody's going to be killing our coaches uh-huh. for. They're going to be killing them for this. And I just didn't want to have to deal with that. Well, the thing is, is that two weeks before, you're not
2: being... Creative enough. Yeah, uh, you're not using your imagination. You need to There do was this. a lot of creative play calling. Yeah, game. you need to do this. You need to do that. Come mm. on, come on. It's I can tell you what the next play is going to be. Did anybody know that play? Well, at one point, though, the first go around, Tom Brady was uncovered. Right. So,
1: we saw it practice on Friday, and you can't talk about these things, and this is the reason why, mm-hmm. uh, while the scout team offense was on the field... Leonard Fournette kept throwing passes down the field, down the sideline to Tom Brady. Uh-huh. They are like, are they just goofing around, or is is this going to be something? Yeah, you know, Leonard Fournette can, th- throws, can throw a pretty a pretty ball.
2: Yeah. Um, in that particular game, it wasn't.
1: But well, continue. it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It just the decision wasn't right. Right. So you're right. They ran it. They they ran the oh. wildcat, and people are only noting this in retrospect because people didn't notice at the time.
2: A, a lot of people did not know. At the time, now I haven't listened to the uh, to the uh, TV broadcast. If they picked up on
1: no, it, no, it was totally retrospective. But it's understandable. So Tom Brady says in his press conference after the game, we can laugh about it because we won the game. So it was pretty fun and humorous. But um, he said the first time, the first time we ran it, it worked. They didn't cover me, and the second time, they noticed me and they were yelling, "Cover him! Cover him!" Right. So. I didn't notice. Leonard Fournette lined up in the Wildcat, took the snap and ran to the right, and Tom Brady was lined up way out by the sideline as a receiver. Um, and they didn't—they didn't see him. They didn't notice him, or they just decided not to bother, and they just let him run down the field, and he was wide open. But that was clearly a set-up play. Right. Teams do that all the time. Play yep. callers do that all the time. You make one play look like something, and then you run it again to make it look like that again.
2: And then, but you've set got set something else, else off of it. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately they had figured it out between the two <laughs>
2: and Tom tried to call it off. At least. He said, he, he did. said
1: he was yelling at him, Lindy, but, yo.
2: but, it, but it, is it hindsight going? Yeah. I tried to call it off because be.
1: I knew it could wasn't going to work. Possible. I
2: just, I just knew things weren't going to go our way on that particular <laughs> you, play.
1: You, you calling Tom Brady's word into a question? Uh, not at all.
2: Mr. Brady, you're fine. You're, so, you're good with me.
1: Tom slips. He was hoping to break it up. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see if he could have done it.
2: Listen, it, it, Nothing went right for TB12 on that play. That was, yeah. That he hit. slips. Got called for tripping. And then he gets called for tripping, so he gets a
1: penalty. Hey, man, he kept the guy from going well, anywhere. Well, he did what he <laughs> needed to do, right? <laughs> Maybe he was thinking these, this guy might have a clear run all the way up the sideline. which he could have
2: had. Just his football instincts yeah, took control. Got to stop this guy right yep. now.
1: Um, so that was, that was not fun, but we can laugh about it, fortunately. I will give you a counterexample, though, where the Buccaneers self-scouting – I think really helped, mm-hmm. or just the just the week by week watch breaking down a film. I said last okay against the Rams, uh, one of those tunnel screens that we throw to Chris Godwin nearly got picked off because, and I'm like, we've been running this play too much because we do run them a lot. Right? They were particularly effective last year. They haven't been as effective this year, but on one of them against the Rams, the defender jumped the play, recognized it right away, jumped the play, had the ball in his hands, just dropped it. Would have been a pick six. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, man, that play is going to get picked off unless we just stop running it for a while. We didn't run it. Not only did we not run it, but there was a play where Tom turned to his right to throw right down the line of scrimmage. Same type of play to Julio Jones, pumped, but didn't throw. And I don't know if that was because he saw there was a defender there and, like, I better not throw this, or if this was the, des- I hope it's the second that was des- the design, design of the play. Defender came up. Mike Evans and another receiver were about 10 yards down the field running crossing routes, and they were open. Tom pumped the receiver screen, threw over their heads to Mike. I think that was probably the design of the play. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's a good thing because either Tom noticed a danger in, in time and made something good out of it, or it was a really designed nice play. Right. So it's similar in that see a play a lot and react to it a certain way, but the other team has... Design something to take advantage of that reaction.
2: I like it. I'm and and the thing is though, with Tom Brady, he's going to do whatever it takes to win. So I give him credit for for you know tripping. It was funny though.
1: I don't have a problem with him doing that. No, it was
2: it was it was funny. Not in it's funny because you won the game, and it's like you said previously. If you didn't, then everybody would have been would be second guessing and complaining and and. But I, I think you're right. I thought this was a good play calling game. I think it was very solid across the board. Um, I think I'll, I, I, I'll I, I, wait,
1: wait. I'll admit that the, one of the ways I've heard it described when people are ragging on that play is you have the best quarterback, and I mean, I yeah. the best quarterback ever. Why don't you have him throwing the ball? Yeah, <laughs> and the offense was. Driving right down the they field were. without any issue. Yeah, if you have an issue...
2: It would I can understand been, that point. If view. you have an issue, it might have been the timing of that particular play. Because they because were... Because they Martino were rolling, Yeah, right. They didn't yeah.
1: really need a spark. Right. right. Makes you wonder if Tom asked for that play yet at some point. Jeez, I wonder.
2: Because <laughs> it, 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 it would have been fun. It would have been fun. It might have been a stretch, right? Tom wanting to do something. I, I, ha- I started him it.
1: on one of my fantasy teams. You did. Because... Uh, and he had... A pretty as, decent a uh, no, as a wide receiver? No. But that would have helped if he'd have caught yeah, a touchdown. Was that your fantasy pick of the I week? I won the game.
2: Well, good. Oh, I don't know if I got one. Um, there is something else. Well, uh, okay, while you're thinking ahead.
1: about it, a similar thing, what I would call like really cool design of the play on defense. And I saw this twice. It's possible it happened more often. Joe Tryon, Choyinka, and and Janard in as the outside linebackers you know, usually rushing the passer. Yep. Levante David and Devin White are in the middle. Shortly before the snap, the two outside linebackers drop back into the middle, and Devin and, and and Levante go up to the edge. So they basically switch positions. Yep. The first time that we ran it, I think it confused them so much that they ended up with a false start or, or delay a game. Um, the second time we ran it, I think it worked for a sack. I don't remember. It, it worked. I remembered that. It was right. really cool because. No, I don't think it was a sack, but it, the play worked. I remember that. Devin and and Levante switch up to the edge of the line. Jannard and Joe back up, but then at the snap, it was Jannard and Joe that still rushed the passer up the middle, and Devin and Levante drop back. That was cool.
2: Yeah, well, that's Todd. I love uh, it's that's Todd. He's it's creative. To Todd's sack. very creative very, in, very in that creative. aspect, and that's nice to see. You know, they're not done. So it's it. Uh, you know, uh, last night on uh, Tom Brady does a podcast. I don't know if it's as popular as ours, but he does it. He does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, we you can know, give him some pointers
2: sure. maybe at some point. Well, you know, we like to promote Tom because I know he he needs the listenership. <laughs> so, anyways, he made the comment that um, that he thinks that this particular game is showing what they can be and how how it's the beginning of what should be happening that they're finding out that they can be a good team. And so that I kinda appreciate because we kind of thought that at, at the end of the Rams game and then come back and play a really good game. Against a good football team. You know, Seattle, you gotta remember, you know, they they're winning or they were winning. So you
1: know they, they were six and three. Yes. And they had one four in a row. And Geno Smith is playing lights out. He has been he's, he's been, been great. Been. Uh so if you might have made Tom Brady mad with your comments a moment ago because uh, you know he listens to our listen. podcast. I
2: okay. am the one he should be mad at. Hint, TB12 and I, you see my fingers crossed like I, that? I see that, That's yeah. the way we are.
1: Good. Um, I, Why should I deserve his ire.
2: Why? What did you do?
1: Well, you recall that Tom Brady threw an interception in the fourth quarter in Dallas? I recall. And you recall probably that he hadn't thrown another one since? I do. To the point that he was approaching the NFL record for like most a, consecutive passes without an interception. I think he had, like, a couple more. He he needed it to, to get to 403. Uh-huh. And he was at 399 as we were starting that last drive. At, not the last drive, obviously, because, well, well, you'll see why. Yep. He was at 399. And, and you tweeted it out? No, 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 I wouldn't do that. But listen. We have acknowledged this streak for a couple weeks. Once he broke the Bucks record, we acknowledge oh, yeah, it. It's been in true. releases. Well, we talked to. about it last yeah, week. Well, you have to. He got to 399, needed to get to 403 to, to beat Aaron Rodgers' record. And um, most of the PR people had already gone down to the field. Uh-huh. But uh, Danielle Burns was still sitting next to me. And I thought they would want to know. That so, this is close. So they would be able to get it out when he broke it. Sure. So I'm like, and I say to Danielle, He's at three ninety nine. He needs four more. I'm like, he he might not even get four more passes in this game, right? Because um, this was, you know, pretty late to the end. And I figured we'd be running a lot.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Danielle starts. Oh, okay. Well, I'll get I'll get that down there to the other guys, and um and then she's starting. She goes, oh, I don't really know if I want to text that in a superstitious way. Really? And I'm like, okay, and then literally like seconds later Tom Brady threw an interception to Cody Barton. Ah, like probably less than a minute after I pointed you it out. did it. It's my fault. It is and anybody that's a Bucks fan that's mad you have permission to be mad at me you because know how that I was a horrendous mistake. You know
2: how I feel about that during the broadcast. I'm superstitious. I, I get I get all over those guys for talking about stuff that you, you know, no. No. Don't. As soon as you say it, it's over. I should have
1: just waited until until and the it, record happened.
2: See, it's the kind of record, honestly, Scott, that if you're a minute late getting in and out after it happens, you're okay.
1: You know what I that's mean? That's a good point. I could have just queued it up. Had it ready had to go. Had it ready to go, and then when it happened, pushed the button. Right. But no, I had to open my big mouth.
2: Well, you were getting excited because it was an I'm exciting... I'm sorry, your fans. It was an exciting stat. You like those. So that's what I... Scott Smith should not have done. You're taking the heat. What I think... Stand-up guy you
1: are. What I think the other prominent... I guess I'm not really prominent. The other prominent Scott on this team, Uh who would be... Miller. Scotty Miller. What he needs to stop doing is jumping.
2: (laughs) 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 I d- <laughs> I, I'm going to have a little talk with him.
1: I don't think you can. I know I'm I can. i sure his coaches will. No, I can
2: because I'm going to tell him, Scotty, you're looking great, man. You're running No, Oh, he's, having a, he's really coming out. You're looking really good. Yep. But, you know, I understand your concern, but just don't jump. Because I honestly believe in my uh, unprofessional football knowledge <laughs> that if he doesn't jump, he scores a touchdown because it hits him in stride and he s- slows up the jump, and then...
1: Even if he's standing still yeah. and just catches it, I think he has time to turn around and, and I go, like, three more yards I in do. the end zone.
2: But I also, in fairness to Scotty, is everyone was on his cakes for not always catching the ball and giving him a hard time and thinking that he was going to get cut, all these other things. So I think he's now focusing on, hey, let's just make sure I secure the ball, get the catch, and then go from there. So, so the
1: reason we say this is because... We love Scotty. Well, Scotty's great, and but we we can also talk about this without feeling bad because we won both of the games. Mm-hmm. But against the Rams, he jumped in the back of the end zone, which changed you know changed the eye level of the ball, and it actually would have hit him right about chest. Right, and he had to adjust during the jump, and he ended up dropping what could have been the winning touchdown. As it turned out, it worked out because they they would have had time to sure march down the field, and we know how that plays what, out. What really happened was we scored like. With what nine seconds left mm-hmm. when you touch on, yeah. In this one, he has a nice like 19 yard catch to get the ball down to the four and Leonard's scores a few plays later. Yeah, but like Jeff says, he jumped and because of that, he landed on his back. And because of that, the ball popped out. But and fortunately, he was he able to get it. He's yeah. lying there on the ground, and he's able to catch it again. So he got two catches on that. Does that count as I, two? I guess you can't count the first one as a catch. Oh, okay.
2: Well, that's true. <laughs> Um, but yes, I mean we're dogging Scotty, but we're not really, dogging we're Scotty. Not. We're not dogging you Scotty. Know, we we like it. We we're glad that he did what he did, and I'm happy that he's he's getting thrown to. Him. But I didn't see him after that play, though.
1: Did you? What, you mean you didn't see him make any other plays? He played any other plays? I after don't remember.
2: That. So, what else? What else you got in your notebook of facts? And
1: well, I, I, we didn't we didn't really talk about Germany the experience that much
2: I'm going to give you one
1: okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat I would it. think the the listeners would know, want to know a little bit about what the trip was like okay
2: I'm going to give you um the nightmare of all nightmares
1: <laughs> was this at the stadium this was at the stadium oh are going to describe your MacGyver moment yes
2: I am we go to the stadium on the day before and these big big games it's hard to to get a set up stuff so you go in the night be- or the day before and so we we got in there around 11 o'clock in the morning and um Things did not go well. <laughs> they uh, were bringing power to the booth, and in Germany, it's like two twenty
1: and two twenty, 220, two twenty one, whatever yeah. it takes. And what's a, that movie? What's what movie is that from? I have no idea. I'm gonna. I'm determined now because I think it annoys you a little bit. Like last week, it was Pretty Woman. Yeah, I'm gonna get some movie references into every podcast, well, every, every week's podcast. I, That's from Mr. Mom, starring Michael Keaton. Uh-huh. He's trying to pretend like he knows what the electrician is talking about, oh, okay. and the electrician says something about two twenty. He goes. 220, 221, whatever it takes. Yeah, okay. Ed Bacher would have recognized that. I guess he knew that. He
2: knew that one immediately. That's my former Uh, co-worker, yes. Um, So, anyways, so they come in, and uh, the guy has – it's called a step down. It's going to take it from 220 to 110. I go, oh, great. That means I don't have to worry about this stuff. And he goes, okay, you're all set. And I said, oh, hey, um, can you uh, drop an extension down into that corner? I really need to have it there and he goes yes and so he da 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 and it's sitting there and so the thought process was that that was a 110 um, (laughs) current it was not (laughs) so everything kind of you know it's we call it firing up so everything kind of fires up and you know doing some stuff and glanced over and all of a sudden I noticed some lights weren't on you know the main mixing board lights weren't on and what is going on here so we're trying to figure it out and we realize that there is no power coming into two pieces of equipment happens to be two of the most important pieces of equipment because they control the audio so anyways trying to figure out what's going on thank god for google i google because we didn't have a manual so we had to figure out, does this unit have a fuse? MacGyver
1: didn't have Google. I'll just, I'll okay. just point it out. MacGyver didn't ever. have well, I didn't Google, Google to help him. I didn't Google figure. how to fix it. I Googled because I needed a manual. Did they make a movie it. out of MacGyver? Yes. Are you sure? Because yes. Because they made, they made a spoof movie about MacGruber, which was a spoof of no, MacGyver. No, I think they did do a
2: MacGyver All right, You movie. keep telling the story because it so is a good story, and I'll look so, that up.
1: Let's so we find out that, yes, it
2: has a fuse, and it's in the back. So we go ahead and we pop it out, and... Yes, it's a fuse. Now, that's good news because good news. if you have a blown fuse, that You just means put in
1: another fuse. Yeah,
2: you didn't, you didn't mess up the system. So, that was awesome. So, I'm feeling pretty good, and I go, hey, uh, so where are the fuses in these boxes? <laughs> we don't know. So, we tear through all this equipment, and we don't have any fuses. Okay, it is now like, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we're in the middle of nowhere because the stadium is not near anything. So, okay, that's not a problem. So I reach out to all my counterparts that are there, Westwood One Radio, Seattle Radio, kind of reached out to them through texting and stuff and say, hey, would you happen to have a fuse that fits this Mackie board? And they're replying back, no, blah, blah, blah. So I send some people down to the TV truck, and, you know, the compound, say, hey, is there anything there? No. Okay, so we have no fuse. We can't find out where they would sell a fuse. And any electronic store that we could figure out that might be in the area is closed because it is Saturday. So I looked at it and I went, you know what? We're going to old school this one. <laughs> You're going to MacGyver it. I'm going to MacGyver it. So I said, okay, got to find a paperclip. Anybody got a paperclip? So we (laughs) happened to, uh, the engineer with Seattle was there, and he goes, you know, I do have a paper clip. So he gives me this paper clip. I take it. I put it on the table. I get a wire cutter, and I measure it to match the fuse. I cut it, take a piece of tape, and I tape the paper clip. (laughs) <laughs> to the fuse. Now a fuse is a piece of glass with two metal things and has a, a power strip in the two middle metal, of it. Two metal things? Yeah. Well it's two two metal ends, tips. So, I tape it to that in case you don't know what a fuse is. Because I was telling this story to somebody and they go, I don't know what a fuse is.
1: I can picture what a fuse is. Yeah, but to <laughs> some people that didn't know this. I know that you have fuses in your car and when it blows, they're pretty easier to... Yeah, well, these. those are
2: even different fuses. This oh, is a glass fuse. Oh. This is a round glass fuse. New fuses are like little clips. Yeah, I'm expecting to be little. Yeah, no, this is, this is like, it is little enough. So, anyways, I clip the paper clip, take it, tape it, and go, okay... Either this is going to work or we got major issues. I stick it in. All right. It doesn't work. So I pull it out. I go, okay, this can't be right. And then I realize, oh, wait, I got to put it in the fuse holder. That must must be what it was because I was just going to, because I could see where it plugged in. So I get the little plastic fuse holder, stick it in that, slam it in. I go, okay, here we go. Plug it in and it lights up. You would have thought I lit up the Griswold Christmas tree. Because everybody everybody went, oh. So so it goes up.
1: By the way, yes. that's our third movie. Is uh, it? You 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 are now in the act now. Okay. With the movie references. Right. Christmas vacation. Okay. So good work. So okay.
2: the so it lights up. Everybody's excited. So I take another one and I get the other one, clip it together, boom, the other compartment comes up. We're solid. Everything is working at that stage. Well done, MacGyver. And so I said, uh, and they go, there were some people who were skeptical of this, thinking that we'd cause a fire. or (laughs) something. I said, just everybody relax. It's fine. If something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong in the next 15 minutes. So let's just let it cook and see what happens. (coughs) So in the process of letting it cook, I happen to see this have space heaters. So I'm thinking, oh, you know what? It's going to be cold. So they have these space heaters. I wonder how these things work. So I take the space heater, I plug it in, and everybody else is just doing some other stuff, setting up. And I plug it in, and I turn it. I go, oh, this is the heat control. So I turn it all the way up, turn the fan on, it starts. go, this is awesome. All of a sudden, the whole place panics because when I turn the space heater on, it smells like something's burning. So they They all all thought to board, (laughs) and the whole rack is burning. Oh, God. Three people go jumping to go pull the plug. Out yeah. the no, no, no. It's the Space Eater. Oh, <laughs> so we MacGyvered it. We got on the air. Then on Sunday, it got even worse. I didn't have a producer box, things. I, from my understanding, it was very disconcerting. But come to find out, at the stadium, I was talking to the game day people. They lost the PA. They lost the disc jockey. There was a power issue at the stadium. So I think that was part of our problem mm. that we got <clears throat> affected by it. End of the day, end of the story is we got it on the air. The crew all came together, we figured out a workaround. I did old school paper notes.
1: What Go, a heartwarming story.
2: Yeah. So anyways, that was that was my adventure. That was my So after that happened on Saturday, then I went down and had a couple of beers. Yeah at the so we, had, yes, which was a lot of fun.
1: So okay, you, I know you love it when I tell you you're right. There was a MacGyver movie. See, in 2016, but it was young. It was young it, MacGyver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because it was be-
2: before. It was MacGyver before is really MacGyver.
1: Young Angus Mac MacGyver works for a clandestine organization within the U.S. government, relying on his unconventional problem-solving skills to mm-hmm. save lives.
2: I know, but, uh, what, but so was, that
1: now that's four movie references now.
2: But what was funny with Jason Turner because I texted Jason Turner and said, "Where are you?" He goes, "I'm with Scott. We're in downtown Munich." I go. I'm trying to find a fuse, and and because, because he was asking me when we were coming down, and then later on, I talked to him and I uh, I called he called me and he said are you guy are you okay what's going on? Yeah, I was on? there when he called. Yeah, and then I told him uh, that I MacGyvered it, and he goes paperclip.
3: <laughs> I go yes,
2: it was a paperclip that did it. <laughs> That's so, cool. Yeah. So, that was a long story, but a good I'm one. I'm sorry. No, it was a good I one. I hope it didn't bore anybody. But it anyway. didn't
1: bore anybody, and it you got a, you got another movie reference in there. Which There I, you <coughs> go. But it, it is... Um, I Okay, so I'll give now an okay. impression of the trip over there. All right. Uh, I thought the hotel was very efficient. It was very efficient. They had the best coffee machine I didn't know ever. that. I don't drink coffee, but okay, that's another thing. It was awesome. Oh, f- the elevators were instant, quick. Yep. A lot of hotels we go to, it's like you're waiting for an hour. Yep, nope. Elevators were fast and well run. I think it helped that... We had half of the hotel completed to we ourselves.
2: Did. We had that whole tower.
1: Yeah. Um, It had that feature that I don't understand why every hotel it doesn't have. You, you ever go into a hotel room and you, you can't figure out where the dang light switches are? Yeah. And there's six different lights, but how do I turn that one on? Mm-hmm. Do, so they got a panel and it's got all the options. One of the options is all on. Yep. You can just push this button, all the lights yep. in the room come on. Yep. And you can push all off. Yep. Why doesn't every... Why why are some hotels confusing in that regard? Mm. Do this, do this
2: panelers like did bathroom. You, did you notice also what they know, what they don't normally do but they did for us? I, when you walk in the door and there is a little slot that you put your key did, in I, which I think is a good which idea. which turns on your light which gives you the power to turn right, on your light. Right. If you don't it's, have, it's like a it's like a fuse.
1: You if you don't have your room key in the slot by the door yeah. then none of the lights will work and the point is to be con- to be con- to conserve, conserve energy, energy because people just walk out of the hotel room with right. all the lights on so once you pull your room key out to leave all the lights go off
2: but they had inserted all of those they in had in the inserted a key y- for yes. us they did two, they <coughs> did some really cool things for, to help americanize because <laughs> you know Americans they have a I hard. also
1: took the card out uh-huh. And the lights didn't go off. Oh, really? So I wonder if they also had some setting. I don't know. I don't uh, know. why. Maybe maybe it takes a little while for the lights uh, to go maybe, off. Maybe, yeah. I don't
2: know. But they also uh, put adapters in there so you could yeah. plug your stuff in
1: there. Oh, were we not supposed to take those? Yes, you were. Okay, because I took them with me.
2: Yeah. I think I believe the NFL Supply <laughs> okay. does. Either way, I got them, too. I took mine because I didn't bring any with me. Well, I needed it for the booth.
1: I so told yeah. we were, I was told we are going to have one in the room, and they ended up being two. Yeah.
2: So the hotel was very efficient.
1: The... the um, <laughs> Another thing that I don't think they normally do in most places all across Europe, we certainly saw this in London, is they don't have ice machines uh, in the hotels. Because I think Americans are much more obsessed with ice yes. in their drinks and things than Europeans are. Yes. Much more obsessed, right? <coughs> uh, like when I when I asked for a Diet Coke on the plane, they just brought me a Diet Coke. They didn't bring a cup or no. ice or anything. But they, you could ask for it. At this hotel... In London, when we stayed in those hotels, you just had to do without. Yeah, and I'm a big ice guy. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, they Obviously, didn't have ice, but when when you got off the elevator on our floors, there was a um, they had things like a cooler of Gatorade and stuff, uh-huh. and there was this this uh, big freezer that uh, it had pictures of different ice cream treats on it. Yes. So I saw that I'm like, oh ice cream treats. Let me check that out. I open it up, and it's bags and bags of ice cubes. See, I'm glad I'm not the only one that got disappointed by that. <laughs> I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> I was happy. Well, I was thinking ice cream. <laughs> I know. I would have liked an ice cream, but I liked
2: having ice more. They they did a wonderful job in that And aspect. they
1: were big German ice cubes. Yes, they, they were, were. They were cubes, exactly cubes, not some fancy shape, no. and they were big and... Dense and strong, they're you know, big German ice cream. You cubes. know how many bags I took and banged on the
2: floor to break I know they bag. all. I know.
1: I did have <laughs> a, by the third day. They yeah, were a little.
2: But but uh, I, will say, I will say I will say Tim Jaraki and his crew did an amazing job. Of course they job. did. And that couldn't have been easy. Amazing job, uh, because of all the different moving parts. But it was nice coming off the. What floor were you on? Six, five. Okay, five. I was on five too. So coming off the elevator, the door opened. There was the ice cream fake ice cream thing that was really ice cubes but then they had a cooler with water Waters, Gatorades, yeah. and then they had um, extra towels and washcloths and soaps and stuff so if you needed something you didn't that basically they were trying so people just couldn't come Self-serve. and go self serve yeah and it was awesome
1: it was great it was uh it was very well run and kudos to Tim and his team cause yeah. yeah that but they, I didn't feel glitched the entire time did no, you no no not at all everything ran the way at, it was
2: supposed to it, I will say that um, yeah it was a very very it was a very very nice that you well they were convention center so they were used to handling um
1: I heard people talking this is the second time this year that the meal room was actually a restaurant uh-huh. I think we also maybe yes. in Pittsburgh cuz it was kind of a new boutique type yes. hotel uh, and I heard people saying the players actually prefer that to the usual setup cuz it just feels nice sitting in a restaurant setting rather than the the big ballroom yeah. that they've got the you kind, of, and yeah, t- you kind of yeah. You kind of feel like tables. the
2: food's better because you feel like you're in a restaurant <laughs> rather than just a buffet line, yeah, so it, to speak. So it was cool. Um, I only, I you know, uh, then I, now that I think about it, you talk about the meal room. I think I had breakfast one day. I didn't eat I don't. It at all. All. I don't. I don't bother. I, I know you I should eat coffee, breakfast. but but I
1: but you. I know that you should eat breakfast. Everybody says, and I like a lot of breakfast food, but I just never eat breakfast. Yeah. <coughs> I find I find it especially happened. when I knew I was going
2: to the stadium I'm going to be there all day I figured I'd grab something real it quick. It makes sense. Yeah. So anyways, um that was that was well done. I did I did have to It just seemed like any any taxi or cab I got in no matter if it was 2 blocks or 18,000 miles it was $50, $50. or 50 <laughs> euros. It was just just what it was. The la-
1: this, the last night at the House, uh-huh. which was like the Buccaneer central for That was understand. fun. Very cool. I mean there Did was you ever tweet out uh, our picture? No. Did you? What? Uh, to picture us together? Yeah. I don't tweet personal stuff. But I don't do that. Well,
2: that was supposed to be for the salty dogs.
1: Okay. I'm fine.
2: Sorry. You, you didn't do it. I didn't know you wanted me to tweet it.
1: We talked about it in the last Well, show. we were. What?
2: We talked about it that we were going to get a picture of us and we were oh. going to tweet it out.
1: Yeah. I forgot that. I didn't remember that.
2: And I even waited around for you. We I did be, get the picture. I did. I waited around for you while you were upstairs being a rock star. Oh, that was with ridiculous. The, with the uh, UK Dude, Buccaneer. We have fan such club. an
1: incredible UK Bucks fan base, and they—I think they had like a hundred people there.
2: It was yeah.
1: so. Yeah, I went up there to say hi, and 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 boy, were they nice to me. Yeah. And then I brought Brie up to meet them, and they were very nice to her as well. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that was. It's it still. I know the I know those guys know who I am, and none of that surprised me. But right. it still surprised me here and there throughout the weekend when somebody would stop me. And <laughs> one of them happened when I was walking back down with Bree, uh-huh. and some guy stops me and wants to talk for a while about you know like, hey, I I like your shows and blah 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 and you know nice stuff. Uh-huh. Bree standing there waiting, and <clears throat> as we start to walk away, another another guy near him goes asks goes to Bree's like, hey, and I think he's gonna say he likes, you know, her writing or Uh, the Tampa uh, 2 podcast or something, he goes, hey, are you the pretzel girl? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's probably better than (laughs) that is. Very early in Casey Phillips' career here, we were walking into a Kansas City hotel together And one fan – got to understand the kind of fans that are going to travel to a game, Uh, whether it be Kansas City or – They're fanatics. They're fanatics, so they're the ones that are going to recognize me or anybody that's on the website, right? She she hadn't been with us for very long, and we're walking into the hotel, and so he goes, Hey, Scott Smith, and that other girl. (laughs) 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 <laughs> now it is flipped because when I'm not, when I'm with Casey anywhere in public or in a crowd, uh, everybody recognizes her and nobody recognizes yeah, me anymore. You're the, you're the, you're her <laughs> sidekick. It's tot- yeah, I'm the sidekick. It's totally flipped at this yeah. point. no, it was it was fun being
2: down there. It was um, it was really kind of cool to be able to see everybody and a lot of us, uh, you know. It, uh, we talk about, you know, I think I had like three hours of when I wasn't working. Seriously. Oh, I had more time than that. The, yeah, <coughs> see, because Saturday, got, I was hoping Saturday would free up.
1: But you spent more time there. Than but you I spent more too. time
2: than I needed. Kn- yeah. And, and then on Friday, it was kind of like things were kind of chopped up because we got there at 930 in the morning and then um, practice. And then I had to meet with <coughs> coach and we had to do what we do with coach and things of that nature. Plus, all of that. In the States, it was only noon, 1 o'clock, and that's when I send a lot of stuff to get prepared. So I ended up working Friday night until almost 8 o'clock. So I didn't even go downtown. Did we you went, go downtown? Yeah. Downtown?
1: I wasn't originally intending to, and I was hoping there was <clears> – <throat> I thought maybe there was like – I thought we'd found one brewery or pub or something that was near the hotel. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to do that. Uh-huh. But everybody decided to go down to the Hopper House.
2: Well, I <clears throat> tried to find that. And it could have not
1: the, I, the nearby one.
2: Yeah, it was like I looked. You walked out. You turned left, walking down this road that There's has a grocery no store li- right there. The grocery store. It was to the left. There was it, a
1: McDonald's right by our hotel. Yeah, down that Some, was to the right. Somebody went to McDonald's and they had fried shrimp. So that's what they. Yeah. Got. They're like <laughs> I couldn't pass up the well, chance to get fried shrimp. Sure. Well, why wouldn't you? You know.
2: <laughs> um, but no, I tried to find that and did not. Um, and I, I, I asked, and. I, well, what I what I asked was, did they serve food there? And of course, I don't know if it gets lost in translation, and it, I don't speak German, so you know, I take responsibility for yeah, that.
1: That's hundred yeah. percent.
2: And um, so, anyways, they said no. And I think after I tried to find this place, I think they were telling me no, it was closed because of COVID, oh. and it never reopened. Oh geez. And I took it as no, there was no food. So in you know, I it, it was on me. I walked for I don't know. 25, 30 minutes.
1: Well, at least you got to see some stuff. What
2: well, was dark? <laughs> and it was down this road that had no lights. All right. But I was a gamer trying to get it done.
1: The Hofbrauhaus house also served, served food. Uh huh. And um, I didn't have any. They had some wines and stuff. And like I said, they, they, somebody thought Brie was the pretzel girl. I don't know why because they all had very specific outfits on, like those Bavarian get ups. Uh huh. And she was not wearing that. Uh But it was funny. Uh They have the women walking around selling pretzels, which were good. Uh, but it is, at its heart, <clears throat> a beer delivery system. Yeah, That's what the Hoffmann house yes. is. Basically, if you ordered a beer and they were big, you could order a small one. But uh-huh. You got that beer pretty darn quick. Very. Because there, there's taps all over. They're right there. There's not a ton of different kinds. And uh, if you ordered food or wine... It generally took a while. Yeah. Because that's not what they're they're really there for. <laughs> right. <laughs> well,
2: see, I didn't realize <clears throat> the pretzel girl. I just asked for a pretzel, and it wasn't very good. Oh. And I was, like, kind of disappointed, but just went with it and whatever. Well, then the next day I was talking with Alex Bonet, and he was saying to Who's me. Who's been mentioned twice. Yeah. This who was saying, oh, the pretzels were really good. And I went, come on, Alex. And he goes, you know, Alex is very thorough. He goes. Did you get it from the pretzel girl, or did you just order, order it? In you. And I just said I just ordered it. He goes, that's why. That's your if you, and then he had it not only had took a had a picture of it. And he had this huge. Oh yeah, they pre- were big, thick, yeah. huge pretzel. The one I had was like you know. I said okay, I missed that one. Yeah. All right, that's on me <clears throat> again. Yeah, you missed. That's your fault. That is. So.
1: And then on on Saturday, um, I didn't have a ton to do, uh, so I went down with Jason Turner in munich and spent some hours walking around it was Uh very beautiful it was very beautiful it was neat and there was a lot of people there was this big market in the middle and uh there was a lot of people but it was it wasn't like crowded it didn't feel bad crowded but there was a lot of people and we found a i guess what was it might have been a cathedral although you walked in it was like an open square and we saw (coughs) we saw a couple of people getting on this small little unassuming elevator over here Uh like Real small, just like a couple people at a time. I'm like, tucked in a corner. No signs around it or anything. Or there must have been a sign, but it wasn't really obvious. Because we went over there, and we realized you could go up the pretzel to the... The pretzel. <laughs> you could ride the pretzel to the top of the elevator. <clears throat> you could ride the elevator to the top of the tower, and then there was this open tower that you could just see the whole city.
2: I walked those steps to on that
1: tower. You're kidding me.
2: No, I'm not. It and could
1: have been a different one. I, we could see another big tower.
2: It's right it's, it's right where uh, the plaza is. Well, I think right right in the middle. It's, it's possible to, these are
1: two different towers because we could see another tower with people in it from where our tower was. Okay. And it was around that big clock.
2: Yes, that was the tower I went up That's by the That's not clock. the
1: one we went up. Okay. <clears throat> so the, you went up maybe you it was bigger too. Yeah. But you had to the, walk up, yeah, huh? Yeah, walked up. This one had a nice little elevator. Hmm. Did the trick.
2: Nice, and it was beautiful though, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: I, I wanted to get an ornament uh-huh. because they're very big on Christmas uh, there. I, you they know, hadn't quite put everything out yet. That was right. If we were right between Oktoberfest and the and the Christmas stuff coming out.
2: I, I, as I've gotten older, I'm not as Christmassy as I used to be, but I do know in in Germany they do it. They do it up big time, and I was a little disappointed that we're about. Two weeks is that what it shy is, two weeks? of the big uh, Christmas market stuff.
1: Yeah, but there still had plenty of kiosks and little small shops uh-huh. that sold everything, including ornaments. <clears throat> so I many. I wanted to g- I, my wife and I have a tradition of giving each other an ornament every year for our for our artificial tree, Mister Tree Snob. Um, and I, I I found one fairly quickly that I liked a lot, but I could have. If I was one of these people, it was like I might be able to find another one. I'd have been spending all day, you know. Maybe there's a better one over there. <laughs> yeah, I don't really shop that way. If I find no. something I like, I just buy it. Buy it, right? I don't worry about it. You don't go. I'm going to come Fobo. back and take a look at it. Yeah,
2: I, I appreciate that.
1: You know, did you? Did I? No, you didn't. Mind. No, I was just going to complain about the beeping lift outside my office all day and outside your but office. But it's not there right now. I know. I'm glad. That's why I, I wrote that down because I was hoping that it would be done by now.
2: Yes. We wouldn't be doing this if it
1: was. Okay. It would be that distracting? It would be the, it, Well, it was distracting to me when it was... Uh, reason, it, It's a great tradition. What we're talking about is every year at this time of the year, they I guess in time for Thanksgiving, is that what? Day I mean?
2: after Thanksgiving, they light it up.
1: The big football that adorns the front of the Advent, Advent, Advent Health Training, Advent Training Center. Center. Edvent health is one word. <coughs> you know, it's got all those beams. Yeah, and it, they wrap red it, lights it looks, around.
2: It's it. a huge metal football w- with beams. Yeah, those are laces.
1: So that well. Yeah.
2: They'll, no. Well, you have the you have like the seams, and then it has laces on it.
1: I know that it has laces, but these these beams yeah. horizontally are okay. not on a football.
2: Yes, they are. That would be where the football is sewn. That's the. There's like
1: eight. There's that's like twelve the, beams. There's like a panel. It's not. Look, it is not replicating panels.
2: I think you should do your research, Mister. I
1: Mr. know what a football <laughs> looks like. There's one right there. Do you see it any has, lines? It has panels. It, see
2: where the seam is? Oh, Scott, you okay? He fell off the chair.
3: <laughs>
2: I, I don't know. You, you just, you unplugged everything. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, what did you do? <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, you unplugged yourself. Plug that right there. Hold on. Hello. Hello. Okay. My foot knocked the cough thingy off. I was getting up to see if I could reach I that football. I what you're saying.
2: I'm just saying is that is that there's a not, football right there. Do yeah. you
1: see seams going horizontally from one side? Okay, okay, now I you're messing
2: s- me. No, yeah, you're fine. I. I, I give okay, it to I you. only got one ear now. I know, you're fine. Just keep going. I, I need my other ear. I'm giving it to you. Relax. Chill. Okay, there we go. There <laughs> you go. Wow. You're so needy. Well,
1: <laughs> okay. Uh. <clears throat> I lost my train
2: thought. Okay, so anyways, they're putting, they're, they're lights putting the lights on. on it. the football tree. Yeah,
1: it looks really cool. They light it up at night, and it's red. I do like that. And it, I really uh, love the tradition, but I. this is my first year being in this office. Uh-huh. And I did not enjoy the beeping of the lift all day. Oh, I see. When
2: you mentioned that to me, I was kind of like, "Yeah, they do this every year."
1: Yeah, that's what Christy said. Yeah. She's right next to you, you and she said to, it's yeah, yeah. She yeah. sarcastically said it's her favorite time of the year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's like it's a great tradition, but uh, I don't like the the noises involved with making it happen. Yeah, I it'd be know. like if you're it'd be like if Christmas trees screamed the entire time you were putting them up <laughs> and putting ornaments on them. Great tradition to have an or a big, decked out tree. The ending,
2: but but the, the screaming y- y- isn't great. Y- okay, it's kind of like a lobster. They scream when
1: you put them in a pot, <laughs> but they taste but they really taste good. <laughs> hey, are lobsters way more expensive this year? Yes, because I everything heard, is, but but in particular, yeah, there's not as many. Yeah, I heard that they, they they like shut down the lobster season up in Alaska.
2: They cut them down shorter, yeah, because uh, because there are earning overharvest.
1: Well, and they think that the population has dwindled because of global warming and the, the well, waters warming up. Alleged global warming. Uh, yeah, I know you agree with me I guess, <laughs> that it exists. The waters are warmer. It is. It's not the right environment for these lobsters, and right. they're dying out. Yeah. So which they is so killing. they canceled the season so that whoever whatever which could ba- be out there
2: which basically took a lot of businesses. Oh, it? I know it's killing them up there. Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't really go to restaurants and order lobster very often, but uh, I wondered if they were like crazy expensive. Yeah.
2: This year. Well, you're not getting them out of Alaska; you were getting them out of Maine, oh, okay. and then there's different size and. Sp- Wait, is anyway. it snow
1: crabs up in Alaska and king crabs in Maine, or vice versa? I or? thought
2: it was king crabs in uh, Alaska? Alaska. Okay. Alaska king crab. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway. And I don't know how we get. To <laughs> <laughs> we go from football to Christmas tree to lobsters.
1: We got some fan questions. We do, but let's just hit on a couple of NFL questions. things. All NFL right. things All before what do you we got? do. Did you see the Justin Jefferson catch? Yes. I honestly think it's it's not going to be more famous than the Odell catch, but I think it was. A, if you put those two against each other, it's a better catch.
2: The coolest part about this, and I was telling you about this at lunch, um, Shelton Quarles was uh, not sitting very far from me. And he had it on his um, computer screen before we took off. And he goes, oh! Oh, he saw the play. He saw it. it And then he was telling me about it. And then he tilted it and showed the replay, which was
1: insane. I don't even know if I can really describe it. Most people listening to the show probably saw it and agree with us that it was ridiculous. Yeah, That defender had two hands on the ball. And then he just pulled it down. And somehow... Didn't let it hit the ground at the end. I don't know how that happened. Um, but the thing is, that was on 4th and 18. Right. At the end of the game. If he doesn't catch that, they probably lose. Can you imagine making a play that ridiculous that saves a game? I mean, the Giants lost the game where Odell made his ridiculous catch. Right. <clears throat> they lost no, that
2: game. Yeah. Well, they, uh, you know, you, you, look at, you look at that play, but – it stands out, but then again, the game went into overtime. That,
1: that so. game was ludicrous, Jeff. Yeah, ludicrous. I'm happy for Vikings fans that they're that they're probably enjoying the heck out of being eight and one. Uh huh. But boy, they I think they got awfully lucky on that one. I mean, uh-huh. the obviously the Justin Jefferson catch wasn't luck, uh-huh. but he completely bailed out <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Right. Um, that pass should not have been caught, and the game would have effectively been over. Then the Vikings. Kirk Cousins tries a uh, sneak on fourth and one at the goal line and Football. failed. No, he failed. Oh, is it that's right. So there's only like fourth. F- yeah, <laughs> there's only like forty something seconds left. But the the Bills can't just kneel because if they kneel, they'd be in the end zone. So Josh Allen has to try to take the ball and get forward a little uh-huh. bit. Josh Allen is probably the single, the number one quarterback you would take in that situation because he's like six foot five, two hundred thirty pounds. He's a great runner. He's been great on sneaks all throughout his career. Right. The only thing that, that – the, the only way that Minnesota has any chance of winning that game is if he fumbles. And he fumbles. And they they, they managed to recover it in the end zone. It's a touchdown. Uh-huh. Now it looks like the game's over for Minnesota, but Josh Allen manages to somehow get them in range for a field goal and sends the game into overtime, and then Minnesota wins in overtime. Yeah. Josh Allen is picked again. Um, Crazy. Which – Makes me,
2: I, and and in a and in a eight day span, everyone was touting how wonderful Buffalo was, and they've lost two in a row.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Crazy. they they've run into some turbulence. They, uh, I still think they should be considered a Super Bowl. Speaking
2: favorite. of turbulence, going over Iceland was a little. I think it was Greenland or Greenland was a little. dicey. Did you
1: see the names of those cities in Greenland on your screen? <clears throat> no. You know, you could watch the fly path. Were there you, are some crazy names of cities.
2: Yeah. Were you watching the, um, speaking of coolness, did you notice, were you looking at the uh, camera, the tail camera and the... At uh, the end when we landed, I, I was. Yeah, that's very, very cool. That was neat. But, yeah, you know, we did hit, and they did forewarn us that we were going to be hitting turbulence, and it was. I, I had heard it got a little dicey for some people. That, it that, wasn't that bad. Well, I
1: don't know. It wasn't some, great. It <laughs> wasn't that bad. Another <laughs> thing... You know how you know it wasn't that bad? Because we're here. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't as bad as that one flight home from St. Louis. Yes, that was very bad. People bizarre. thought we were we thought we were dying. <clears throat> we were. Uh, another thing from around the league. Um, uh-huh. Oh, darn it, I
2: lost it. What yeah. else you got?
1: I, I had I had something I wanted to talk oh. about. Oh. I heard I read two words today that I've never read before. Oh. I mean I've read each of these words before, but not together. Uh huh. Have you ever have you ever heard of tightrope surgery? No. Okay. Neither had I. Cooper Cup. Who hurt his ankle this past weekend, yeah. on Sunday, is going to have tightrope surgery and be out at least five to six weeks. Wow. Now, the the place I see the headline, I read the story, I'm expecting they say he's going to have tightrope surgery, and then they don't explain what right tightrope surgery, surgery is. That's just bad I mean, writing. What? I mean, how can you... I asked five other people in this office, office, now you're the fifth, if they'd ever heard of that before, and none of us had. I know what it is now, Jeff. You don't have to look it up. What is it? But what I'm saying is, if you're writing about, you just assume people know what tightrope is. Tell us what it is. I've never heard that. Tightrope part actually refers to a device made by a specific orthopedic company, and it's used to, if you want to stabilize ligaments lots of times with surgery, you use screws. Okay. Which are rigid. This is a flexible way of doing the same thing, and it stabilizes the syndesmosis, which is a band of ligaments that connect the fibula to the tibia. Okay. And it does it in a way that um, leaves you, it's flexible. So you still have mobility. It's a flexible stabilization, right, of, of that band of ligaments. They're making you
2: almost as good as new.
1: That's not hard to, that takes one sentence to explain. Right. I mean, if you can say Tommy John surgery and now, you don't have to explain it, because we all know what that is. Sure. Do you
2: um, do you, Do you know? Uh, was it a major publication, or was it? It was
1: a website frequented by many.
2: Okay. Well.
1: Which I shall not name. Uh,
2: no, I'm not asking you to. I was just curious if it was like a one off somewhere.
1: No, no, no. It was a okay. very, very popular website. So probably, website.
2: so probably many people were thinking the same thing you were. Like, like I had to go Google this?
1: it myself. Tell me what tightrope surgery is. I mean, that's not a complete story. You have not completed your story. Right.
2: Or was that one of those? Um,
1: oh, man, we've already gone an hour and a half.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, no, an hour and 22 minutes.
2: Um, so
0: <clears throat>
2: you are kind of think that as a writer, you would just assume, are you portraying that you're just thinking that everybody would be as smart as you because you wrote tightrope surgery? I think it's just. Just didn't do the I think due it's diligence. Shoddy. Okay. I
1: think it's. That's shoddy. fair enough.
2: That's fair enough. All right.
1: Um, I, don't, I know we got to get to our questions. Sure. Uh, Justin is? Fields, man. Playing well, but they're not winning. That's exactly right, and it's that—that's the perfect outcome for Bears fans. Yeah, this season they're not going to—they're not going to the playoffs this season. So a high draft pick is the best thing for them, right? And the well, that's the second best thing for them. The first best thing is finding out that they actually have a quarterback uh-huh. they can, that they can believe be a franchise in. franchise quarterback. Yeah. He's just going off. Uh-huh. First quarterback ever to rush for 160 plus yards in two straight games. Yeah, a couple games ago he set the record. That's, 180, that something.
2: always scares me though when you got a quarterback running that much. It just it's just to me it's just a matter of time before that catches up with you.
1: I don't know, I'm willing to take the risk. Yeah.
2: Well, that's true. In
1: fact Whenever the Tom Brady era ends, mm-hmm. I think it might be fun to have for a while a Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying okay. we can find one, no. but if you could find a Lamar Jackson type, that could it be cer- fun.
2: It certainly adds a lot of excitement because you just don't know which way it's going to go. So it's the
1: perfect outcome right. for the Bears. They, they're finding out probably, it's not set in stone yet, but that they right. have a quarterback they can roll with. Their games are exciting, but they're still losing,
2: right. which will help their draft. It's the old, they're playing good enough to lose. Yeah, and when
1: you're a Bears fan yeah, and you're, you're you're, like a- you want to win the game... But, but then afterwards you can go, okay, that's not such a terrible outcome a, as it turns a, out. As
2: people who have followed the Bucks most of our lives, <laughs> yes, we totally understand where that's coming from, is that you're looking for that glimmer of hope. You're looking for, you know, something to hang on to. And so that's good for them.
1: Did yes. you see that, Matt? Ryan r- ran for 39 yards on one he play? Did, and he did. His previous w- career high for his entire, <gasps> is 20. <laughs> which
2: I think is a very interesting thing because we did not talk about this, Jeff Saturday becoming the head coach. Yeah. But interesting move that. Matt Ryan was benched. They go with this. I can't even. Sam Ellinger. Okay, not. I don't know who made that call because supposedly the reports
1: it, are it was the owner. Jim it was Russell. the
2: owner. So then Jeff Saturday comes in and he gets to put Matt Ryan in. I'm sure he had to where, ask Jim. Well, I understand that, but where Frank Frank Reich didn't, didn't have that option.
1: Yeah, exactly. So he's sitting. at home going. I would have liked to have played Matt Ryan.
2: I was the guy that told you to go get Matt Ryan. <laughs> so, he's also that, the guy
1: that told him to go get Carson
2: Wentz. Well, there's term. that too. But, you know, it's because he had success. Hey, with last him. week you yeah. and I
1: were both saying on this podcast that Frank Reich is a good coach.
2: He's an excellent coach.
1: So we're on Frank's side.
2: Yeah, totally. But I'm also on Jeff Saturday's side that let's see what he can do. I now, guess. Well, no.
1: I'll many- tell
2: you, I, Okay, this is why I say this. Okay. Everybody thinks the head coach has to be a play caller or a defensive guy or whatever. My opinion, for what it's worth, I think a head coach, if he's a good CEO and he has the right people around, stop click, stop that. Okay, mom. If he has the right people around, he doesn't have to be all of that. He just has to be able to orchestrate it all.
1: Okay, that's fine. I don't. I'm not. It might
2: be a new trend, which is going to be kind of.
1: I hope it is just one we don't get in because I think it'll be a bad trend that doesn't work out. Well, it's kind of like
2: analytics. Although it'd be fun to see if it's kind of like analytics in baseball, where everything is just run totally by analytics (laughs) and the manager is now out. I just read Joe Madden's book, so (laughs) that was very. You would enjoy that, by the way.
1: Not if he's totally anti analytics.
2: No, he's not. It's just interesting. It's, you wouldn't because you're a baseball person. I know.
1: think Joe Maddon's a great coach, yeah. so and he's an interesting guy. So it's, his book is probably it is, great. But I
2: read. I just finished it last okay, night. Okay, but my but counter. My, but what I'm saying is, is that I think it's going to be a trend.
1: Okay, Well, I hope it is just one we don't get on because it'll make other teams worse. My counterpoint: I don't. I'm not arguing with your point about CEO and all that. Uh-huh. Well, my point is, and it doesn't bother me for this, the rest of the season on an interim basis. Uh huh. But if he then gets hired as the coach, going forward, now I have an issue. I, I think of all the guys that put in all these years. Uh, think I, of like yeah. a Harold Goodwin or something yeah, like I'm that. I'm with you. Proven coaches yep. who could get an opportunity, they and never, all uh, of them get, all of them get leapfrogged by this dude that happens yep. to be a friend of the owner. I'm um, I'm with you. I'm with so you. So I'm, I'm not. I don't have a problem with it for the rest of the season. And especially in, in in the case of minorities,
2: I don't blame him. I don't blame no, it's not Jeff Saturday's fault. No, I blame the system. But the Rooney Rule, and you're right. If all of this comes about, then it is. Uh, oh, I, I think Bill Collar said that it was uh, a travesty. I think he yeah, said. to head coaches.
1: It's if they do hire him as a full time coach, I believe they will still have to go through the process yeah. of the Rooney Rule. But, but who's going to believe it? Yeah. Now, on. I know everybody always says. That when a a minority head coach or a minority candidate gets an interview for a job where it seems obvious what the outcome is going to be, that it is a waste of time and insulting to that minority candidate. Uh On the flip side of that, though, they get interviews. They get interview experience. And they get their name out there even more. They get it out there. The teams are interested in them as interested in them as potential head coaching well, candidates. So know, it's not
2: a complete waste of time. No, Mike Tomlin was a guy that went to Pittsburgh, and it was everyone thought it was just, you know, they're fulfilling the Rooney Rule with the Roonies, <laughs> and they were blown away by what they heard. But I totally get that. There are a lot of there are a lot of people who have spent their whole life coaching and have never been given that there, opportunity. There's good coaches. Uh, Right. I'm sure there's other good
1: options. I'm sure there's other good examples, but just because I thought of it first, Harold Goodwin is, I still think he's a good example. Yeah, Goody would be a good example. Well, yes, uh, no
2: question, because look at what he did here when he had to step in and kept things rolling.
1: He's good. He's He's a good coach. Yeah. Okay. He's just he's never been a play caller. Well,
2: I don't think you have to be. No,
1: I don't either, but but the teams tend to, well, he's never called plays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then they give some guy that's never called
2: plays that's thirty two years old and he's calling plays all of a sudden. Parks look around the, I'm not naming names, I'm just saying look around the league. All of a sudden th- that's the you know, it's a copycat league. And so
1: even we'll, for the bad things.
2: Even for the bad things.
1: Yes. You want to get to these questions now? Let's do that. Because okay.
2: if you're still with us in an hour and a half, <laughs> you are a true. Well, Soviet if you dog are state.
1: well, you know, people can fast forward. Well I mean, if they, they sent in questions, they might fast if forward. If they fast forward things. they're missing all the I funny know stuff. that, but they, they Okay. Hopefully these three people that's how many we have. Oh,
2: just so you know, our friend that sent us about um wanting to know where we were gonna be and everything, I did answer his email. Yeah, and he got and, back to you too, right? Yeah. And yeah. I did send him everything. So
1: Yeah. All I'm right. sure it helped him a lot. All right. Okay. Hey guys. This is from Mike in Connecticut, okay. who we've had before. Sure. I hope you have a good hope you have a good trip home. So this we must did. have been sent yeah. like, right after yeah. the game. Sounds like beers will be flowing on the plane. That's because of some things people said in the process yeah, conference. They, course. they were actually they were, were
2: not. Yeah, unfortunately. But continue. What a great
1: way to spend a lazy Sunday morning back home. Sweatpants and Bloody Marys. Uh, you know we how, didn't get home on Sunday morning. No, no. He
2: was in sweatpants <laughs> and had Bloody Marys. Which, <laughs> I got because the game started at 9.30. Which happens to be funny because there are a number of people who were telling me about, oh, yeah, it was great. We're having Bloody Marys and watching that's the game. the morning th-
1: drink. Th- yeah, I'm like. Why you-? does that make it Okay. Um, if you put tomato juice in it to drink alcohol ju- at nine thirty in the morning, well, it's
2: like it's like a <laughs> screwdriver, you know, it, it,
1: or or how about this champagne mimosa? Mimosas. Yeah, That's we're we're
2: we just we're, you're not drinking. Those you're, are the, those you're
1: the, not drinking. You're having a mimosa. It's oh. a brunch. Oh, it's a brunch. M- oh, mimosas. Yes. It, I don't like. Well, I don't know if I like Bloody Marys because I will never drink one because it sounds disgusting. They are good. I don't like tomato you got, juice. You, well, you don't. Which have is to. weird because I like tomatoes
2: in just about every form. You'd, if you have like a spicy Bloody Mary <sighs> mix, you would love it. No. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I can't even get myself to try it. Uh, it sounds. I'm so going to work on
2: that. I'm going to work on that.
1: What a great way! Okay, I already said that. All right. The boys looked like they had a ton of energy, energy and were excited to play. I agree with that. Sure. I'm wondering if you heard from the players about the field. Yep. I'm glad nobody got hurt, but even before Tom's wipeout on what could have been the icing on the cake, I don't think he would have caught it, but he might yeah. have been able to break it up. It seemed like players on both sides were slipping left and right. We saw that from the very first play of the game because mm-hmm. Jalen Dart slipped twice on his kickoff return. But they have a tendency
2: to have a moist field there for, for their soccer matches. That That's normal.
1: Not sure if it had been raining or the turf was just loose. I haven't seen a game like that in a while. The turf wasn't loose. No. It was slick. Mm-hmm. And it was the same for both sides, and they knew about it, and they brought, like, what are they called seven stud cleats? Yeah. They brought the right cleats, the best they could do, mm-hmm. right? They couldn't have had a better cleat option.
2: And they knew it was going to be because everyone did get to a walkthrough <laughs> at that stadium.
1: And so it wasn't a surprise, and it was the same for both teams. Huh? I do feel like I, f- I don't remember them slipping a lot. I guess it's just yeah. But I, there, don't, I didn't but there, notice.
2: There was a Seattle Seahawk player who did tweet out his dissatisfaction oh, with, really? with the uh, with the field like you f- flew us all this way to play on that. Uh, so that's a little harsh. yeah, that was very harsh.
1: Also this is completely unrelated to, I'm back on the email unrelated to the game but on last week's episode or edition whatever you want to call it <laughs> you were talking about how you love chargers gear. That's when some guy asked us about uh-huh. who would we want to be traded, traded to. to and I said to chargers because I love their uniforms and gear. And it got me thinking, how does that work for employees like yourselves? Do you get an allotment per year? Do you just get a discount? Or are you like kids in a candy store and it's just a free-for-all? I always thought access to sideline swag has to be a great perk of one of the coolest jobs you can have as a fan. Does the team donate all the extra gear every year to shelters or hold a sidewalk sale? Just curious how it works. Have a safe trip home. We already did. Enjoy some time off, Mike, in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So, it's been different through different parts of my career here. I think there were years where we did get a lot more gear when the,
2: when the staff was smaller. Like That's the, exactly right. The first year that when I came in o, uh, when I came to work for the Bucks in o four, um, you got a uh, you, you got a, an employee bag, and then you had a, a training camp bag. You know, like, which you had a lot of stuff. It was a lot of gear, mm-hmm. and as the organization got bigger.
1: That gets harder to it do. Gets harder it gets harder to It's very do. expensive.
2: But in fairness, they do give us an allotment. <laughs> we
1: usually get s- we usually get some stuff, a few uh-huh. shirts and t-shirts sure. before and the- training camp every year, mm-hmm. which is very
2: nice. And then they did a, a nice allotment for us uh, to go to the team store. They gave us
1: a hundred dollars to work with, mm-hmm. and we get a fifty percent discount. Right. So that stretched pretty far. Um, some departments get more than others. Yes, depending uh, on what you do. I remember in the nineties, always getting. Shoes are here, which was yeah. nice.
2: I um I've gotten to wear uh you know, I'll buy i I'll just buy some stuff because there's certain things I like. Yeah. And you know, I, I like to try to find something. I, I did find a really cool um uh, Veterans Day, Military Appreciation Day pull um pullover, which I really liked. I got that. And then I found a um I like, know you wear it a lot. Like no, you haven't seen this one. I got oh, another one. That's okay. the other one I
1: like. I'm talking about the navy green one? Yeah,
2: no, that I got another one. Navy green isn't the thing. You haven't is seen it. it. Anyways, um, so yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, you pick and choose it depending, and, and at the team store is kind of nice because they have different, you know, you, they have Nike and Antigua and all these other brands. So, you get so
1: it, we have nothing to complain about. But no. through the years, there have been more and yes. less. If you work in football, on the football side, or if you have like a sideline job, you get a lot of swag. Let
2: me just say this: I have an actual closet in a bedroom that is just. Yeah. Used for my buck stuff. Yeah. And the whole closet. Through the, that's because we've been here it, a And of, so I have, I still have LA. I need to get rid of like 30 shirts. I said, what is it? LA shirts. What is it? LA, LA gear? LA gear. I have some LA gear stuff still. <laughs>
1: it probably isn't very attractive.
2: No, but you know, if you, it's. Do you very, still have any Zubas? It. I do. I do have a pair. I do. <laughs> That's great. and what's crazy is that? I was looking. I don't know. Remember was, those hats that looked like they were fire? I have those too. That's amazing. I have a bag of hats from through the year. I, I don't I'm, wear hats, so they've never. I don't been wear worn. them very often either. They've they've never been worn, and they have. We're types. not hat guys. Um, the um, <clears throat> but I did was seeing a thing like the. the Would you ever wear a visor? I, I would never yeah. wear a visor. The mm-hmm. orange and uh, gear that we used to Man, have. orange I can't derail really you no matter how, how uh, do I try No, but what I'm saying is is that like, it's very, very valuable. Land the plane, Jeff. Very valuable. So okay. It's not junk.
1: Good day, oh, salty ones. Comes the next, starts the next email. This is from Mark and Claire Neat, N-E-A-T-E-A. I can't imagine that's pronounced anything other than neat. Neat. Right. N-E-A-T-E. Just it's say. like the word neat, literally, with an E on the end. All right. Knee, knee, eight, knee eight probably <laughs> neat. I hope you both. I hope you are both in a more satisfied mood after the weekend's European events. Yeah, we were pretty satisfied yeah. last week too. Sure. My question is more of a can you believe the following or what are the odds of this happening? This is a pretty darn good story. Okay. So settle in. Here we go. To lay the foundation, my wife and I are Buccaneers season tickets holders, but our main home is actually just outside London in the UK. Wow. Which is unusual, yeah, right? Very, very. I guess they must give their tickets away a lot. Or secondary market. Due to work commitments, we normally miss the first couple of home games of the season. No, they go. But yeah. after that, we go to all the home games and try to go get to a few away as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Although we have held tickets for a number of years, we have only had the most recent seat selection since last season. <clears throat> last weekend, we set off from Orlando. I don't know. What is going on here? They live in London. They go to all the games. They, they were in Orlando. Well, because
2: there's a lot of direct flights from London to Orlando.
1: But why were they, they in Orlando?
2: Why would they be in Orlando? Yeah. Because of all the amusement parks and everything.
1: Maybe. Uh, we set out from Orlando to return to Europe to cheer on our team in Munich. Much to the amusement of both our American and U.K. friends, having never been to Germany in our lives. Okay, so okay. they've never been to Germany before. All right. We flew back via London. And okay. And there were no direct flights from Orlando to Munich? Well, maybe they stopped at home. There's Isn't not- it weird that Seattle's flight was only like 15 minutes longer than ours because they flew over the globe? Yeah. Isn't I it think great. you mentioned that last week. Yeah.
2: But no, the, re- the flights, there aren't that many direct flights. Now, in Tampa, There's one, There's one. I think there's one a day that that flies to London. All right. But go ahead. I guess I'm because we had a chartered
1: flight, we could do whatever we
2: wanted. Exactly.
1: Uh, We flew back via London and arrived in Germany Saturday afternoon after a good night out in Munich. We arrived the next day at the stadium, picked up our drinks, and proceeded to our not exactly reasonably priced seats (laughs) that we had to buy on the resale market. Because, you know, the tickets were not that expensive if you got them. No, they were only like $112. Yeah, $112. Yeah,
2: something like that. It wasn't very much. But on the secondary market...
1: Ooh, Ooh, since there were three million requests for seventy thousand yeah. seats. Wow. Okay, with seventy thousand fans in the Alliance Arena or it's pronounced Allianz, isn't the it? Allianz. Definitely. I didn't know that until we got there and I heard somebody talking about it. I think I heard I think our first person I heard say it was Tom Brady's like the Allianz are I'm like yeah. Allianz. Okay, yeah. but he's right. What are the odds of this one? To our amazement, the American couple sat behind us eager to watch our team trounce the Seahawks were the exact same couple who sit behind us each week at Raymond James Stadium. And this is not like they got the same seats, corresponding seats. Our writer here got theirs on the resale market, so I was just going to say, yeah, wow. What are the odds? They're astronomical.
2: Yeah, buy a lottery ticket. I can't.
1: <laughs> did they did that lottery hit yet? Yes, it did. Did you win? No. Like I said, I'm st- still on the salty dogs. Like I said. <laughs> That's why I say to everybody wins. Like is, a two billion dollar lottery, and they're like, I got to buy a ticket. I'm like, why? You're not going to win. That is
2: crazy. That
1: that they, the people
2: are that
1: well, at least they knew someone. Apart from a hello and a smile occasionally, we had no interaction with anyone around us at home games. (laughs) So to be sat with them in Germany was incredible. That is incredible. That is. Anyway, keep up the good work. My wife and I love listening to your podcasts every week. What a great story. Thank you. The spring and summer months definitely are lacking without your wit and wisdom. And I think she's probably talking to me. Yeah. He's probably talking to me about that one. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what that last line was about. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Last one. We've been... We've been going here for a while.
2: Yeah, we're almost uh, we're an hour and 40 minutes. But.
1: Ahoy, mates. Hey. After the, in parentheses, totally awesome game in Munich, I read a write-up somewhere, can't remember where, uh-huh. that said the fact that the Bucks finally were able to run the ball well, it helped them to get into more play-action passing, and that went well too. I'm not really a football nerd. I don't mind hearing about new stats like EPA and stuff, but I don't really take the time to know exactly what they mean. I don't even know what EPA stands for. It stands for expected points added, by the way. Anyway, this question isn't about EPA. EPA, it's about this. I have heard throughout my football watching days, coaches say something to that effect. If they can establish a run, it makes the play action work better. That makes logical sense to me, but I also have heard and read several times in recent years that the stats don't actually back that up. I don't really know where to look to find the answer on this. Do you need to run well in order to play act for play action to work? Can you guys help me with this? And since it involves stats, it's probably more up Scott's alley. So here's something for you too, Jeff. How many radio stations broadcast the Bucks games? Thank you to both of you, Carrie M. That's C A R Y, like Carrie Elwis the guy from uh, Princess Bride, fifth movie, fifth movie reference. All right. Um, in Tallahassee. Oh. Okay. So how many? How many are there? That's the easy one, right? How many? How many? Well, how many, how many affiliates? affiliates? Essentially, is what they're asking, right? Uh,
2: in the state, uh, Fort Myers, You can count them. You don't yeah, know off I the top of your head? No, I really don't. Uh, oh, ballpark. I don't know. Ballpark. 14. It. Okay. We cover all. we cover you cover all, the whole state? We cover all. We cover the state from Pensacola all the way down to Fort Myers uh, to um, Port St. Lucie. We're not in Miami or in Jacksonville right, yeah, because we try to respect okay. our
1: fellow Dolphins and Jags. Okay. Okay? The answer to Carrie's question is a little complicated. Mm-hmm. But um, I had also heard these things, and I decided after reading that to look it up, and I've read multiple articles now that, yes, the stats show play action works just as well, even if your running game isn't doing well. Okay. Uh, You don't, according to the stats, you don't have to be running effectively for a play action fake to do what it's supposed to do. You just have to be running. Right. It's just the threat of the run.
2: Well, you have to make them honor the fact that you could run the ball on
1: them, or that you're trying to run the ball on them. Yeah. So, like a linebacker who has to decide quickly Whatever. whether to come up or go back, and he's if, gonna he's gonna have his reaction to the play action fake whether you've run it well before or not.
2: And if you can't run the ball, they're figuring, okay, you can't run. We're gonna we're gonna protect the, against the pass, and we're gonna continue to do that until you prove to us that you can run.
1: But the stats don't show that. The stats show that even if your running game sucks, they still well. Would it be because it still you has more the No, it just it's like hardwired into these guys from playing football for many years that okay. they, they have to learn how to react quickly, and um, hmm. they see handoff, have reaction. Okay, that's according to stats. Now, I don't think coaches agree with that. I don't. I, was, I have heard coaches say many, many times, our run game was working. We have to, yeah. And that helped us. And and the, and the other thing here is in this, this particular game, the stats are pretty clear what happened, right? We had yeah. our best running game of the season. Best time of possession. Yeah, but that's not the point here. We had our best running game of the season, ran the ball 44 times. It was really 38 times because six of those are the kneel, kneel downs. Down. Um, so ran the ball 38 times. And it was effective. And we then called... 11 play-action passes, which are tied for our most and by percentage are our most in any game this year, and those plays worked for 121 yards, which is easily our most in any game this year. Mm-hmm. That Those combinations of stats tell me that it worked, right? Right. We The offensive line was great. We talked about that. Uh, Tom took his time. We talked about hey, that. Yep. The play-action helped him get that time. And it also helped open up zones a little farther down the field, which is why in the previous game, remember, we didn't have a single play of more than 20 passing yards right. until right at the end uh-huh. with the K-Dotten play. Yeah. We had four different guys catch a pass over 20 yards. Average – I got these numbers here somewhere. We averaged 8.8 air yards per attempt. That's how far the ball travels downfield. Second best all season after the Dallas game, where we also ran very well. We ran – 13.8% of our targeted routes were posts and 172 were go routes. Those are vertical routes. Mm-hmm. Highest of the season. 30, 31 overall vertical routes. Highest of the season because there was time to throw and there were zones open down the field. Which all adds up to Statistically, the play-action yeah, working. Right. I was just going to say, yeah. But if you take the entirety right. of the NFL over a course of like, I don't know when the study goes, 10 years or something, and take all those numbers – they spits out that it doesn't matter if you run the ball well or not. It's just kind of hard to believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm kind of choosing not to believe it. Yeah, I'm kind of going with what the coaches say. The coaches, it, in, in, in one in one respect, it doesn't matter because the coaches believe that it does. Yeah. So, if that's the case. that They're, they're, they're the ones don't... calling the plays, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not going to change. But the what these stat, and I don't mean this derogatorily, I think they say it about themselves, but what these stat geeks say is that. Don't worry if your running game is working or not. Run play action anyway because it helps. Right. And it'll work even if you're running the ball poorly. Yeah. That's their point of view. They've got stats to back it up. I don't think most coaches agree. And certainly this last game was not helpful for their argument. Done.
2: Done. Okay. You got anything else? No. I, I think
1: it's good to finish up on a little mini rant like that. I liked it, though. But and that was a great to, question. Thank that you, Carrie, for yeah, bringing that up. Unfortunately, that it came in today, but enough time for me to look it up a little
2: bit. Yeah. But still, I would not have thought the stats would go that way, but I'm with you. If a coach says do it, I'm with well,
1: it. I don't, I don't go that far. There's Not Not every coach is great. Oh, well, really? <laughs> Josh McDaniels doesn't seem to be working out again. Isn't that
2: crazy? I don't know. I mean, they're they well. Maybe he's just not a good head coach. Well, maybe maybe he's a good X and O guy, but he's not a guy that rallies
1: the troops. But Mike McDaniel is working out, isn't that the name he, of the Miami coach? Yes,
2: he's doing very. He's really funny.
1: Good. He's very funny. He's funny, and he's uh, creative, they're, and I think the players have bought in. They like him. Well, could when, be coach of the year.
2: Well, you know, too, you know, when you when you, you are winning, players buy in. It's it's kind of like after the Washington game, Washington beating the Eagles last night and the locker room speech. Um, I don't know if you saw it, you should go I check did not. it out. Okay. It's, it's well done. I'm not okay. going to describe it. It's it, okay. it's a lot of emotion, but it go it shows you what uh, a, when a head coach has a, t- a team going all in the right direction yeah. and they, the buy in Okay. Maybe that's the word, the buy-in. It's so,
1: the, so the commander's at buy-in.
2: Yes, very much so. It's really, it's a good, it's a good setup. So, anyways, hey, you know,
1: right. j- thank you to anybody, everybody who stuck out, stuck around this long. Yeah, like a one forty-five, something like that. Uh,
2: one forty-seven. I'm gonna be about one forty-eight before we're said <laughs> done. About there. It's getting dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you see that bird? What are those? It's I don't know.
1: Robins. They're tiny. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. Nice having a window.
2: Yeah, it is. You do have a very nice. In the palm tree two palm trees but two palm trees
1: yeah okay anything else no I think we said enough. okay all right
2: let's
3: go get a beer (laughs) since you did thanks for listening